wizard, Harry. I wondered when I'd be seeing you, Mr. Potter. Wingardium Leviosa. That's totally barbaric. That's a wizard's chess. You'll be okay, Harry. You're a great wizard. You really are. Folks, uh, this is Rico, obviously, and you are listening to another episode of Treks in Sci-Fi. We're doing this a little bit ahead of time, so I am projecting into the future, looking in my crystal ball, which is appropriate for today, because uh, we have Kenny on Skype. Say hi, Kenny. Hey, guys. How's it going? And this will be, I think, podcast 522. Should go out uh, about the third week of January, I think January 18th. And we are here, finally, to talk about Harry Potter, specifically the the first book and movie, mostly about the movie, in the Harry Potter series, which which Kenny just knows something about a little <laughs> just bit. Just a little bit, yeah. Big yeah, I know. It's funny, because we were talking earlier, and you were like, oh, I'm going to rewatch the movie again just to kind of refresh myself. And I'm like, I really don't need to, because I know it all pretty much. But I'm like, oh, it'll be fun to watch again. So I actually watched it as well. It, it definitely puts you in the mood. That's oh, that's yeah. for sure. And I was I was telling Kenny I, I was racing to kind of finish it. I kind of fast forward through the last about half hour, which of course is the big stuff that happens in the movie. But I know what happens, so I mean it's not too bad. But the uh, yeah. but yeah, it, it's it's uh, it's a lot of fun. So yeah, we're going to talk about uh, Harry Potter, the first book slash movie, which um, I guess the. Uh, I guess the first thing I was going to say, you know, specifically about this one, which I think is the only one in the series, Kenny, correct me if I'm wrong, but this one, the book had two different titles, correct? That is correct, yes. Yeah, it was uh, Harry Potter and the Philosopher's Stone. That's the original title. It's what J.K. gave it. And then when it came to the United States, they changed it to the Sorcerer's Stone, which I will explain when we get into more of the book details of why they yeah, felt they yeah. needed to change. And it, yeah, and I was right about it. It's the only one that they did that. Yeah. Something sort of weird, right? And they took it, the... the only one. I guess since it was a, uh, I don't know, even though I think it was maybe, uh, you know, an international and especially a heavy British cast, for the film, they kept the Sorcerer's Stone name. No, they didn't. It's actually right? Philosopher's Stone. Is it? Whoa! Oh my God! Oh, yeah. I feel like I feel like an idiot. I, it, I just I just watched the thing. I guess I didn't watch the credits close. Enough. No, I mean it, no. You're right. In the U.S., it's all Sorcerer's Stone. The, oh, that's what I mean when I say that. I guess because that's yes. the movie I have on Blu-ray that it's I just Sorcerer's watched. Stone. No, you're correct. But I'm saying within most of the world, it is Philosopher's Stone, and they say Philosopher's Stone in the movie. They did both takes. Oh, I had, I, you know, I, I just learned that. I, yeah. I just, for some reason, had assumed that the movie, they just settled on one title, and since that's the one that I, with that title on it, yeah. that, that's, oh, I had no idea that yeah, it was. Yeah, they did, they did. So, I actually, when I watched it this this most recent time, is like I was counting how many times, you know, Hermione says, uh, Sorcerer's Stone, I'm like, oh, she had to go back and redo that take and say Philosopher's Stone. You know, I mean, it's a good 10, 11 times that they say Sorcerer's And I didn't Stone. even realize that, that, that they also recorded different lines yeah. for when it's said in the movie. Okay. Yeah, I would love to get a version of the uh, original UK version to hear them say Philosopher's Stone. All the times instead yeah. of Sorcerer's instead Stone. Of Sorcerer, which I'm sure there must be videos of it on YouTube. 
Yeah, well, I you know, in, the, in this day and age, I mean, I think you can get, like, region-free, you know, yeah, stuff, can't you? Yeah. Like, on, especially probably Amazon UK or even talk yeah. to one of our uh, our UK buddies or whatever. I mean, you were over there for a whole month, so. I know, I know. <laughs> but, uh, so, yeah, I, had, I boy, I had no idea that they uh, they had, you know, that I did, it wasn't just a title screen on the movie, you know, difference, that they actually yeah. had lines in the movie different, yeah. you know. See, you're learning things already. I am, I am, but it seems, you know, it seems strange to me just from a, 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 like, do you have any idea, like, why they went to such extremes for that? I mean, for, for even the filming that they didn't just go, okay, let's flip a coin and pick one or something. It just seems a little bit, um, I don't know. I, I, I guess I, you know, to do that for for a film seems a little extreme to me. I mean, I don't, I don't, you know, I obviously, you know, film, I know film, I, we've seen, we see lots of movies and I can't think of a lot of other cases where they do that kind of thing. No, I mean, th- it, this is a obviously rarity. translation, you know, yeah. they obviously translate movies into other languages. Yeah, that's fine. But, but that's, uh, that's really interesting. Yeah. Well, you well, know, th- and what's crazy though, I mean, the majority, I would say, I think it's like 75 or 80% of the world has read the book as Harry Potter and the Philosopher's Stone. There's only a very small percentage of of the movie being a sorcerer's stone. Yeah, yeah. So I mean, I can see them, you know, if making the movie Philosopher's Stone and not Sorcerer's Stone. Sure, sure. Yeah. To me, it wouldn't have mattered. I mean, I and I guess I don't know if you want to say it now or if you want to what, wait a little bit or whatever or however you want to get into the, the you know obviously yeah. the the book came out. Maybe I guess the the thing we should do probably first is just give an overall kind of little background on. On the on the book okay. and and the movie, you know how it got started. And, yeah, I have and, some info here about the book, so I can read that off. If you yeah, want. yeah, yeah. Go ahead. That sounds okay. perfect. Yeah. All right. Well, Harry Potter and the Philosopher's Stone obviously was written by J.K. Rowling, and uh, after eight publishers passed on the novel, and you know they're kicking themselves now. It <laughs> yeah. was finally published. Those people have been sacked. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yes. Definitely. Uh, it wasn't an easy sell. Let's just go there. Um, but finally, on June 26th of 1997, Bloomsbury in London actually published it. So, um, yay for them. They are the ones that started this whole phenomenon. And that was published as, and it came out there, was that before the uh, U.S. book? Oh, definitely. Right? Oh, so yeah. so yeah, it came it out there as, as the Philosopher's Stone, right? Yes, that was it. And then in 1998, which is a year later, Scholastic Corporation published the United States edition. But they changed the title to Harry Potter and the Sorcerer's Stone. And you might ask, why did they change it? Well, according to Wikipedia, fearing that American readers would not associate the word philosopher with a magical theme, though the Philosopher's Stone isn't alchemy-related, you know, so, I mean, it is sure. magical anyways in, in its name. But they were, they were worried that the, the U.S. population wouldn't understand it. So Scholastic insisted that the book be given the title Harry Potter and the Sorcerer's Stone. But that well, we weren't the only uh, market to do that. It actually was changed in India, Nepal, Pakistan, and Sri Lanka. Everywhere and it, and else, it, it's philosopher's stone. And as we were just talking about, uh, uh, you know, in the in the book, also each reference to it would have been sorcerer's stone, right? Instead of philosopher's stone, in the printed yes. Yes. printed in the parts, not version? not just the title, not just. Oh the, yeah, but they yeah. But they also changed like British words in the first few books, like trainers and jumper. And uh, lifts, you know, mm-hmm. instead of sweaters and tennis shoes and elevators and yeah, and I, you know, that's you sort know. of a translation thing. I kind, yeah. I kind of can understand. The later that. books didn't do it though. 
And they, they, they went back and yeah, she, she got a lot of, she got a little bit more power probably by that point. So, uh, so it was like, you know, I'm just going to write it and it's just going to get printed that way. (laughs) That's, it's English, live, (laughs) live with it. I always wonder about that, you know, like, like for example, let's say a lift, let's just use that as an example, elevator Mm -hmm. lift. Okay. When they translated that into like Spanish or something, Mm -hmm. I, I always wonder, is it two different words in Spanish? Yeah, I have to ask my wife about that. She might know, but uh, you know what I mean. You, you see what I'm saying, though. It's, it's no, I understand two, what you're saying. It's but they must different... have a term for an elevator that we call an elevator that they call lift in England. There must be another term for it. Sure, sure. Whatever their word is, whatever just, their word is, it's just interesting to me. You know, you yeah. wonder if any other language, like you know, like Spanish, French, German, whatever, gets oh, translated. Sure. I wonder if they also, and if there are other languages that have. I know there are a lot of uh, languages that have lots of uh, different regional, you know, mm-hmm. dialects and versions, and I always wonder about like, well, do they, you know, did they give it a couple different words in another? Yeah, language? I've seen I've seen websites where they, they you physically can't translate a word like in the title, like philosopher, yeah, be translated into another language, so they find something similar. Yeah, sure. You know, and they call it that instead. So yeah, like, languages. Really... It's uh, it's a crazy. It's a crazy. Uh, crazy thing but yeah. um yeah but yeah so so the book uh back to that i guess the so it was uh about a year between the uh uk and, and then the the, and the ne- u.s the yeah. u.s or whatever so yeah. but uh you know the philosopher's stone it, it obviously it won tons of british awards um and it also was on the new york bestseller list for uh, August 1999 and stayed there nearly at the top of the list for much of 99 and 2000. So it was definitely a hit. Yeah, yeah, it's uh it, you know I and it was it as big of a hit when it when it hit here as well. Yes. I think yeah, I mean it's yeah. uh it it obviously, you know, it's it's an interesting thing to look at it. You know, we're going to talk about mainly the first book and and first movie, but uh, you know, obviously we both know like a lot of people who are listening probably know that as time went on, the uh, these things were like you know just people were lining up to see oh, them. You know, a, yeah, it became a phenomenon. So it 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 um, it's interesting to me that it was even the first book you know won awards was a big a big hit almost yeah. out of the out of the gate. Obviously, the other ones were just crazy. People were were just dying to read the next one, but yes. uh, yeah, but this this yeah it took off pretty pretty quickly really. Now I think this is is this am I right is the fir- the first book is by far the shortest of the books right in yes. length they got longer as they went sure yeah but this one always to me seemed like uh that it's you know significantly shorter than the others I mean I think the first two second one is a little bit longer but then but then they get like yeah into these fairly thick tomes that uh but I, you know, it's amazing after watching the movie, and I, you know, I've read all the books too. But it, there's a lot in this first book slash movie. I mean, there, yes. there's there's a lot. You know, when you think about it being the shortest of the books, there's still a whole lot that's in there. Well, yeah, I mean, they're establishing the, the entire world. Yeah, of Harry yeah, Potter, obviously, know, yeah, in yep. This, in this one book. Yeah, definitely. And they're telling a great story. You know, so on top of that. Now, I, I, I'll play a little question and answer with you for for okay. a minute. But the the first the first thing to me, uh, first question I was thinking as we were getting going on this, did she? I know she had a series of books in mind, but do you know? Is it written down somewhere here? 
that did she have it outlined to the number of books? Did she really have have it all mapped out from the get go, or how did that all take there place? Are, there are differing ideas on this. Okay, I don't think there's any hardcore proof. Okay, uh, she's I'm, never had an interview that said, you know, like I'm George Lucas. Sure, she you know, said like that it's all <laughs> that she mapped it all out. But obviously, you couldn't have everything mapped out because things changed. And she even says, you know, she's supposed to kill off characters that didn't die, and because they didn't die, she had to kill other characters. And yeah, know, so things change. But sure. she always had an idea. She knew from she knew what how it was going to end. So yeah, I think yeah, and I've read some of that stuff too. And I think she kind of had a, a you know a general like plan and outline mm-hmm. laid out. Yes. I don't know if she said, you know, had it written down like book two is going to involve this, this, and this book three would be this, you know, or, or, yeah. or if it was just a sort of an overall arc. Well, she's talked about, yeah. Cause I know with like the deathly hallows, um, you know, in book two, we see one of them. We don't know it's a deathly hallow at the time. Uh-huh. Uh, not right. a deathly hallow, but a Horcrux. That's what I was thinking. Horcrux. Horcrux. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, so we know in book two it's a Horcrux, and she was going to introduce that whole idea of Horcruxes in that book, but she decided not to. And right, then, earlier instead. So, yeah. you know, obviously things change as she's writing, and, you know, but, yeah, I, I think overall she had a really good idea of what she wanted to do with the characters and the story and, uh, you know, all that all that fun stuff. I don't know if she had that initially with, like, book one, but I'm assuming once she once book one did really well, you know, she started building out the story more. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think, you know, most writers that I've ever heard from say things sort of take on a little bit of a life of their own. Like like, like you're just, um, you start out the story, you get the characters established, and then you kind of write, you know, and, and, it, and it becomes like, oh, I, I didn't know I was going to expand that idea as mm-hmm. big as I did, and then it becomes this big thing. Yeah. Um, you know, like some of the other main themes for some of the other books or whatever. But, yeah, I've never heard an exact – and it, 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 the truth of it is it probably isn't an exact thing. It was probably a mix – you know, sort of a mix of things that she yeah. went through, yeah. you know, of like, hey, I got this idea with this little kid, you know, this wizard thing. Yeah. And then his parents die and there's this bad, baddie guy that can't kill him or couldn't kill him at the time. And he, you know, he killed his parents and so yeah. forth. And then, and then says there's this arc of how he, you know, grows up, learns, you know, who he is and, and, and goes through all the process and eventually has, you know, a big showdown with the big baddie and all that. But, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, you could write that on a page, but, you know, <laughs> but anyway, yeah. So it's, uh, it, it, it's interesting to me just uh, just to to look at that and see how just, something yeah. develops. Yeah, it's just crazy. It's crazy that this is you know her her little idea that she had while on a on a train to London, and you know, and it just kind of flowed out of her, and and look where it is now. I mean, the phenomenon it's become is just incredible. That you know, and she was down on her luck, and she was homeless for a little bit, and she had a rough life. Oh, yeah, yeah. I mean, the story. Yep, yeah. I mean, you know, the background on her is, you know, she, you know, all these people were turning her down. I don't think she had, had she published anything and had it printed prior to the first Harry Potter book? I didn't think so, right. It was her first. Right. So, yeah, she she was obviously, um, it wasn't like she was an established writer or had, you know, pretty good pretty good track record. You know, this just came out of, you know, out of left field. And I I don't know, there's there's a lot of... uh, 
things that seem to happen like that sometimes. I mean, it, it's just, I like to hear it, you know, I like to, mm-hmm. I think, I think it's, it, you know, it's kind of a, maybe a little bit of a U.S. American thing. Maybe the British are kind of like this too, but I think we all like the whole idea that you, you know, anybody, you know, has that ability or potential, potential yeah. you know, that yeah. it's not like you have to be, oh, you've had to have had the right upbringing and the right schools and the right training. No, yep. not, you know, you just need somebody who has sort of like a passion or a vision. And, and, and then, a little luck and a lot of talent. Uh, yeah, definitely a little, a little. Well, that, you know, in this case, you know, she, she certainly never, never said never and never, never quit, you know, yeah. which, which I admire too, you know. Yeah. Just, just to like you know, this is one of those classic cases. I mean, Star Wars was the same way, you know, the mm-hmm. first one. You know, George Lucas, you know, took that to a lot of different studios, and they go, nah, nah, <laughs> you know. <Yep. laughs> and I think Star Trek networks, you know, it was like, nah, we already have a, a show like that, you know, yeah. or whatever. So I mean, I, I love hearing that kind of stuff. Just, yeah. uh, it's kind of, uh, it's kind of fun, especially you know, like like you said earlier about you know these the publishers are probably all like going, what you passed on what you passed. Oh, I know. Can you imagine? What's crazy, you know, is that the publishers, because her, you know her name is Joe, uh, but they didn't want a woman author for, or it be known because little boys wouldn't read a book written by a woman. Supposedly, that's what the the publishers thought. So they asked her to go by J.K. So that was their their request, oh, not hers. Oh, that was their request. Oh, that's not hers. No. Yeah. No, that was the publisher. And it's interesting about that is, is you think that by about book four or five, if she wanted to, she could have probably changed that. You know, yeah, but, but then know. it was kind I of mean, established at that point. That's you what know? I'm thinking. Yeah, once it's established, I mean, we all knew she's a woman. You know, by now, by book four, we knew. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. I just think it was too late. She's she'll she'll always be known as J.K. You know. Hmm. Uh, that's just her pen name. Yeah. So, what about the? Uh, you know, how, how much or, or what more about the book do we want to slide in here before we go off and talk about um, the the movie and the beginnings of that? I mean, I think we pretty much clear. You know, we introduced how it was. You know, how it was made and came to be. And um, I think the bulk of it. You know, the bulk bulk of the success. Yes, the books were great, but the movie definitely helped. With the book sales, mm-hmm. you know, it introduced the it introduced the world to Harry Potter. Yeah, readers. yeah, the you know, cause it, for for me, I know you wanted to talk about how we were introduced to Harry Potter. Yeah, and I was just about to say that same thing. Yeah, yeah. why don't why don't we slide that in right here? How we both first uh, came to this uh, world. Yeah, now I I you know obviously being a geek, an uber geek, I had heard of Harry Potter, so it was it was on my it was on my view screen, but I just never picked it up and never read it i'm not a big reader anyways i was when i was younger but not as i got older uh-huh um so i really didn't i knew nothing i knew it was about a wizard um didn't really know much about it. I, saw, I started seeing commercials for the first movie um and i was like wow this is like right up my alley there's magic and fantasy and there's monsters uh-huh. and this is gonna be awesome so i went on opening night so like a midnight showing to see it and i was just blown away um, I had no idea how amazing it was going to be. The flying and the Quidditch and just the whole world was incredible and it was so rich and so detailed. And I, instantly, I'm not kidding, the next day I actually went out and I bought the first four books on audio because I was commuting to work a lot. And so I figured, wow, this is a, the best way to do it. And at that time, all f- the, up to uh, the fourth book, which is Goblet of Fire, was out. 
Uh, oh, where we was in, it? Yeah. I, yeah, and we were in the middle of that three-year gap between books. Okay, yeah, I wasn't sure when the first, when the movie, because the movie came out in 2001. Yes. The first, the first movie came out in 2001. Yeah. So we had book three out then or book, book four? four? Book four. Oh, we there. already had book four out in yes. 2001? Huh. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. There was a giant gap. There was a like a year gap between the first, you know, every other book. And then there was the three-year gap between books four and five. Oh, uh, okay. So I had gotten all the books uh, of, the, of the first four, and I just devoured them. Yeah. Um, well, my, my, mine's a little different. Well, definitely a little bit different than, than the way you, you hit it. Um, you know, I have a couple of sons, and they were, they were you know, younger at this stage when these things were coming out. So for me, at least, and I'd always been somebody, you know, I, I've, I've said it on my, you know, the podcast uh a fair amount, you know. I've always been a pretty big reader. I don't read as not uh, as much as I used to uh, of novels, at least. But I still, you know, I still read probably one every month or two. Anyway, uh, so when the I don't know exactly how I first heard of it. I definitely knew of it way before the first movie came out, and I read the first book before the movie came out because I used to be and still pretty much am, although I have a few exceptions. I, I've always been somebody that if if it's a book and it was, you know, written as a book first, not like some kind of novelization thing, of course, I've always tried to read the book before I saw the movie because I've, I've just always wanted to see what, you know, what my imagination would make based on just what the author had, you know, put in the book. Uh-huh. So, so, yeah, I probably read the book, I don't know, maybe six months to a year or so before the movie came out, something like that. Uh, definitely before the movie came out. Loved it. Really, really great, uh, and just enjoyed it again. Just like you said, right up my alley. I love yeah. fantasy stuff, magic and stuff. You know, there, there's um, there's something very cool about that idea, and the the whole idea of wizards being around in the modern, modern day, day, kind yeah. of, but yeah. hidden behind. Yeah. You know, not this isn't just sort of a fantasy world like like Conan or or Hercules and Xena, those kinds of things, you know, or Buffy. Well, he, well, Buffy was sort of like that, I guess, where there was this sort of small little Underworld, group. Underworld, yeah. Yeah, but, it, but this was obviously a big, uh, big uh, group of people that were hidden in plain sight, kind yeah. of. So that was very cool to me. So, yeah, I read the first book and before I saw the movie, and then as time went on, I pretty much did that same sequence. I made sure I had read each book before I saw the movies. I don't remember how, when I read each one or how yeah. much ahead so of it. You, but... So you didn't go crazy and read all of them at one time or all that was out at the time? No, no, I don't I don't have that uh, or I didn't do that. I don't, I, 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 I like to kind of like spread things out. I, mm-hmm. I, I, I don't. I don't watch, you know, like a series of TV in a weekend. I, I always have trouble doing that, mostly because it's it's not even – I just have too many things that I'm doing. Yeah. <laughs> Truthfully, it's a time thing. Yeah. It, you know, it's it, – it's, uh, you know, I like, to, I like to also mix up the books. Like I have about – I don't know. These days I have probably about five or six different book series that I like. So what I'll do is I'll read like a book in one series, and then I'll read – I kind of go through them – like then I'll read another book from another series and another book from another, and I kind of swing back around. So like mm-hmm. every six months, I'm back reading a book in that in that. That's just kind of I don't know the way my mind works. Yeah. Uh, rather than just taking one series and just reading book after book in it, yeah. I have done that before in a couple of series. But anyway, uh, so yeah, so for me, I always read the books before the movies. I love the the movies and and how much they were able to just 
the the for me the biggest thing that I, I I probably was amazed and stunned by was just how great a job they did. There were times with some of the later movies when the books got bigger that I, I have to say I I loved them and I enjoyed them, but I was always like, oh wow, I, I wish they wouldn't have had to cut so much of yeah. like you know yeah, Goblet of Fire you know or something yeah. you know because. Yeah. Because there's so much stuff in there, and I understand. I you know we both know movies pretty. You know you you do, yeah. you work in the industry. I, I've obviously seen a lot and, and read a lot about it. You know, and you, I I completely understand. You're, nobody's not everybody's Peter Jackson who can take a tiny tiny <laughs> little Hobbit Hobbit sized book and, and turn it into three epic long movies and then put added content. And I you know I enjoy that stuff. Yeah. But but there's a limit, you know. There there's a balance or whatever. Anyway, so you know you couldn't always have these these huge you know five hour movies or or whatever it would have to be. So I understood that. I it was just um, having read the books and then seeing the movies, then I was uh, oh yeah boy this is really moving fast. What happened? Had you know so but the first one like you said they they just they really were able to get a lot. I mean the scenes were just like. Just right out of the book. I mean, just right off the page. I mean, it yeah. just played out just so much like I had pictured in my mind, you know, like I was watching the movie again today and, you know, all the the owls dropping off the letters at the beginning, you know, and yeah. the nine and three quarters platform and Hagrid and all the casting. Well, we'll talk about that more with the movie talk, but uh, I, I just was so impressed with what they did, uh, you know, taking the books to the movies. Yeah. All, yeah. all along the way, really. Yeah. I, yeah. I just, and, and so that, anyway, that was my s- sequence. So you, once you started to read the books, I did you, you always had read the books then for the future movies before you saw the movies too? Oh, yeah. I, like I said, I mean, I, I, I probably, when I say read, I listened to the books. Um, I probably read the books after I saw the movie. And then I, like I said, I purchased all four books on audiobook, and I listened to them for the next month um, in my commute. And I listened to them all. Yeah. To Goblet of Fire. Because Goblet of Fire came out in 2000, I just checked. So it came out a year before the movie did. Uh, the, the, a year before the first Harry Potter movie, not it, the movie for Goblet of Fire. Right, right. So you, you, were, know, you were always, you always knew the books I knew what before, was gonna happen except the for the very yes. first one. Yes. Uh, right. Gotcha. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, and the, the bad part about that, and probably what was smarter for you to not read them so quickly is I read them all and then I was in that, that group of people waiting for, no. <laughs> I didn't have to wait three years. I think I only yeah. waited two before the next book came out. Then there was nothing, right? There was like nothing. you're in this dead zone of, yes. of like, yeah, yeah. And you just can't wait and you can't wait. And I'm like, oh, why did I read them so quickly? Well, yeah. And I kind of got in the habit of trying to read them like, okay, that movie is going to be out like next year or in six months. So I would mm-hmm. read the book. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I, I was always trying to read them. Fairly close to when the movies were coming out, more or less. Yeah. Some uh, some I read way ahead of time, more more ahead of time than others. Um, probably the in the gap you're talking about. I, I, yeah. So it's um. So I yeah. Willpower. I, I <laughs> love the world, and I wanted to consume as much of it as I could. Well, you know, I probably would be more like that these days because of the crazy silliness and and nuts of rumors or not rumors, but uh of spoilers and things on the internet. I mean, the internet was around then, obviously, too. But these days, I mean, my gosh, the minute something is known out there, 
Yeah. Dumbledore died. Oh my God! You know, like I, I mean, remember? I, oh, spoilers. oh, I remember. Yeah. Well, we'll throw a big spoiler warning on this, obviously, at the beginning. But I mean, these things have been both all been out for quite a while now. Oh, so, yeah. so, uh, but, but I mean, you know, when things happen, I just, you know, these days when some big thing happens in a movie or a TV show, I mean, minutes after it happens, it's all over the world. You know, yeah. it's hard to avoid. It is. Uh, so. Um, but yeah. So anyway. So uh, so we should we sort of segue over into the into the movies yeah, then. Let's, Talk let's about start, the start with the movies. Yeah. So the first film. Yep. Uh, I know you you shot out over some notes to me. So why don't you uh, why don't you take that read okay. o- read over the uh, the basics of the I guess the statistics or the yeah, the, yeah. the the detail on the that on the first. Good. Yeah. All right. Well, as we mentioned, it is Harry Potter and the Philosopher's Stone, as well as Harry Potter and the Sorcerer's Stone, depending on what region you're in. Uh, it was released in the United States. It was released by Warner Brothers uh, on November 16th, 2001. The director was Chris Columbus. Um, Spielberg was up for it. There were quite a few directors, well-known. Terry Gilliam, um, lots of well-known fantasy sci-fi directors. But they picked Chris because they felt that he... Uh, worked with kids a lot. You know, he did Home Alone recently, or at the time it was recent. Um, and they just felt that he was a better fit. Um, uh, that was adapted for screenplay by Steve Cloves. Uh, Steve Cloves actually wrote all of them except for The Order of the Phoenix, number five. Um, he, For some reason, I think he was doing a personal project and he couldn't adapt that book. So they had someone else do it. But he did every other um, book. Yeah, that's interesting. Play. I didn't realize that. Yeah, that's, he, uh, he, did, he did them all, uh, which yeah. is nice. It's nice to have a consistent adapter. Yeah. You know, because, you know, uh, but then if you look at Five, Five really doesn't look much different, you know, the character-wise. Uh-huh. So, um, I, for life of me, I, I can't remember the guy's name. Michael something wrote uh, the fifth one. Uh, I'm sure when we get to that fifth one, we'll say who it is. Um, the budget for this movie was $125 million, which is quite a bit for 2001. And uh, it grossed just in the United States alone three hundred and seventeen million five hundred and fifty-seven thousand eight hundred and ninety-one dollars. <laughs> so uh, it uh, it more than doubled, almost tripled. Yeah, definitely the budget shows, and we'll, we'll yeah. talk about that too more. But the uh, but but well, money spent very well. You know, I mean, in oh, terms yeah. of, I mean, obviously a big success. I think they had. You know, pretty good confidence level. It's not, you know, these days, you know, gosh, they'll take 150, 200 million dollars and throw it after a movie that, who knows if it'll, you know, yeah. some of them, some of them do well. If Marvel's name on it, <laughs> it makes yeah. a bunch of money. <laughs> but, uh, but anyway, uh, but yeah, I think they. Uh, I'm actually a little surprised. I mean, I know that's just the U.S. gross. I don't know what it is. Do you, you don't have a number on worldwide at all somewhere handy, do you? You know, I was looking it up and I got distracted and then didn't uh, check it out. So no, I mean I know it's a billion. It's one of the it's one of the top the Harry Potter and the Sorcerer's Stone slash Philosopher's Stone was the highest grossing Harry Potter film until Deathly Hallows Part Two came out. Oh, that's okay, that's interesting. Is that and that's even without uh, inflation factored yeah. in? Yeah. yeah, that's even. That's interesting. Yeah. Yeah, that was the the, the least uh, popular was um, Prisoner of Azkaban. Oh, here I got a box office thing. Here, here okay. there. Okay, so for the first film. Looks like yeah, the number you gave out the three hundred and seventeen or whatever it was mm-hmm. uh, around there, three hundred seventeen million North America. So outside of North America, it made almost double that. Yeah. So it made like six hundred and fifty 
a million outside oh, of it, it didn't quite reach a billion dollars. Yeah, so worldwide it almost made a like a billion dollars. Yeah. It was like nine hundred and seventy five million dollars yeah. yeah. worldwide. I mean in, incredible. So when you say, you know, it had a hundred and twenty five million dollar budget, yeah, well it made almost a billion dollars. <laughs> so and that's just box office. Right. That's not DVD and digital downloads. And, 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 and I and I noticed you know. today because I was I was gonna I was trying to decide oh maybe I could just pop on Netflix and watch it and I, nope. I instead of nope yeah has it ever been on Netflix nope they've never released it to Netflix. Well, that is that's a little bit interesting to yeah. me. Here. Yeah. And, and I had no idea. You know, I I I own the movies. You know, obviously so. So it's not a big deal, but but I thought you know Netflix. My gosh, you know they're just like they gobble up everything. So I they find do. that Star Wars. No Star Wars is on Netflix either, other than Clone Wars. Ah, yeah, interesting. Never, never. any of the big stuff. Now, Star Trek. Obviously, that was a big deal when they got all the. TV you would think series. that they would just do it occasionally. You know you, that they would yeah. do like a Disney thing where it would be like, oh, Netflix is going to have it for like some special, like the month of January yeah. or December. And Lord make a Rings, big splash about it. Netflix. There's quite a big, big, big budget stuff that doesn't make it. Marvel movies. They're very hard to find on Netflix. Yeah. yeah interesting. You know? So, yeah. I don't know what to term. I mean, obviously, it's the, it's the studio saying, yes, we'll sell you the rights for so long. Yeah. Um, well, it's one it's one of the things why, you know, keeps me buying discs still, even though <laughs> right. I, I, I like buying media anyway, even for stuff that is on Netflix. But, you know, yeah. when people say, ah, you can just watch it on there. And I'm like, well, yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah. not 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 all of it. So. Uh, so, yeah, just a huge, huge success. I mean, I mean, just amazing. Uh, and it is interesting to me that it, it, it is the biggest of the, of them, except for the the final film. Yeah, the final yeah. one. Yeah. Yeah, I have a really cool uh, little tidbit here, some behind the scenes sure, about sure. that. Sure, uh, sure. Warner Brothers originally considered making the entire Harry Potter series as a set of CGI animated films. Yeah, I heard about that. Yeah, yeah I well, heard about that they were they were, you know, it seems you know when on the surface like oh gosh you know look at these books. Yeah. Maybe we should just animate it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and they, or, uh, or they actually considered uh, attempting to combine several novels into a single movie. The studios, this is funny, the studio's reasoning mainly had to do with concerns over rapid aging of the child actors. If production mm -hmm. ran too long on any of the films or if production was delayed between sequels, the leading actors might have to be recast. Uh, author J.K. Rowling vetoed both the ideas of combining the book and the animated film, so the studio decided instead to produce all seven, which obviously became eight, films back-to-back so the child actors could play their roles in every film. So yeah, she had a lot of control and oh, a, lot of, yeah. a lot of power. I mean, which yeah. was great to hear, you know, yeah. in a way. Oh, yeah, I you mean, you gotta remember, by the time she, the movie was in production, book three was out, and she, it was a huge thing, huge phenomena. And book four was about to come out, and there was a huge, you know, midnight uh, midnight parties for releases. And so, yeah, you're right. She definitely had. She could say anything and they would have to do what she said and i think it's easy to see the influence of that you know on these movies that like i mentioned have how how great really a job they did on making it feel like the book yeah you know that yeah. it, the, the style the 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 you know the casting that they did just, well yeah just the look of, everything everything yeah, yeah. Speaking and they, of they, casting yeah you know she's the one that said that they all had to be british actors jk 
Right. She didn't even she didn't even want to entertain like an American who could do an who do a British accent. No. Yeah. She actually (laughs) insisted that all the principal cast members need to be British. She actually made two exceptions because Richard Harris is not British. He's Irish. And then Zoe Wanamaker, who uh, was, uh, um, oh my gosh, the flight teacher. I'm just completely losing her. Yeah, you're right. Hooch. I'm not. Uh, Mrs. Hooch. 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 Yeah, Professor Hooch. Yeah. Um, yeah, because she is actually born in the United States. Okay. Uh, but yeah. she's made. But she's a big British actress because she moved there when she was younger, and that's where she's grown up. And then, of course, Emma Watson. Uh, she was born in France, but she was obviously raised in in England. So, um, yeah, yeah, it's really interesting. Definitely thing. for the kids, I think that was an, an important thing. I think yeah. some of the adults, maybe, you know, they could have gotten away. I mean, obviously Richard Harris, but they, although, you know, he's he's still from, you know, the United Kingdom. But, uh, True. but uh, you know, the, the kids, I think the kids would have had a really hard time, you know, with, yeah. you know, the accent situation and all I'm that. I'm so glad they actually used the same kids. Oh, the same? You mean keeping – oh, yeah. I, 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 it would have just been to me to me just crazy if they had, had to switch, you know, yeah. Yeah. At, at all. I mean, I mean, fortunately, they really – I think they got lucky with the the cast in terms of – and we're – you know, it's hard not to talk about this first movie without talking about the, yeah, the, how, how things all worked out for them in a yeah. way. But I think they got lucky with the fact that they got – Got especially with the guys and even even Emma Emma, but uh, that they didn't get someone who grew a lot, like you know Ron does a little bit, but you know what I mean. Like they, yeah. they still ended up seeming like the characters in the books. You yeah. know they they didn't get like super big or, or just you know their their For size the got. Part, yeah, yeah, I, I mean because you know because Ron technically is is long and gangly in the books and right uh, Rupert isn't. You know, he's well. He's taller than Harry, which made it good because he was always taller than Harry. Yeah, I just uh, mean that they still seem to fit their characters even as time yeah. went on. They got pretty lucky about even that. Emma was a, a little bit too pretty to be Hermione. You think so? Really? Oh yeah. yeah. Even yeah, in the, the, even in the early in the early well, no, movies. I agree. Or, or, in the or, in the in the beginning movies, no. But in like the fourth one, where she's dressed up for the Yule Ball. Yeah, but and, I, I and she I, comes walking down the stairs, and you're supposed. I don't to think oh she God. was ever really considered to be. Like you know, unattractive in the books that I uh, you know she was more of a plain Jane in the books. Yeah, I, it's all you know. You know, as they said in Star Trek, beauty is in the behind the beholder. <laughs> so I mean, it, it's all it's all relative. Of course, of course. And and uh, but anyway, yeah, yeah. But I mean, I see. You know, obviously, you know, I think I've never heard anyone who who has said you know anybody that that likes this stuff or these books or these movies that said, oh my gosh, you know, I wish they would have gotten somebody else to play. You know. Harry Potter or Hermione or any, yeah. you know, I, I well, just you, think they you just haven't scoured the internet well enough because there are <laughs> there's plenty of websites out there. Well, then those people just need to get over it. <laughs> they do. You're I, right. I, yes. I guess it's it, to me. I, I from from the this first movie and it, like I said, I read the first book. That's all I had read, and I yeah. saw the first movie, and I just thought it was like just. You know, I've I've read a lot of books and, and seen a lot of movies and read a lot of books that were turned into movies, and and this has got to be for me at least one of the most spot on casting jobs and adaptations to me that they've that anyone's ever done to me. No, and I, I agree. and and for people to to hear that just disappoints me. I'm like, really, people? <laughs> yeah, just... I mean, you know, you you know, fans they can be so well. Funny. I do, you know, but, Harry, but I... Harry Potter has green eyes. 
Yeah, well, the I the I thing I read about that. You know, I read the I read the thing. I think I don't know if it was on the document. You know, that we've been sharing about this, but yes, it but, is. But the you know the thing about yeah, they were going to use contacts and and, uh, and and they didn't. You know, they didn't, didn't work, work very good. Well, you know, he he was having trouble with the contacts. Yeah. So um so that didn't work, and they were going to like mess up uh Emma's teeth, right? They were going to yeah. give her like some kind of thing to make her teeth look funny or whatever. Yep, because she's supposed buck to have teeth buck or teeth. whatever. Yep. Yeah. But, I, but, you know, I'm like, really, it doesn't, you know. Uh, I agree with you. I'm totally with you. I mean, I, yeah. those are such minor little details of the character for the overall character that they got right. Yeah. You know, the attitude and the personality and, you know, just the presence of that character. Well, I look at on. it this way. You know, when I see this kind of stuff and think about this, I, I think about it like um, like theater, for example, okay? Mm-hmm. Like live theater and people that have performed certain plays like uh, like a Shakespeare play or something like that. And all these different actors and actresses have played certain parts. Well, you know, they don't all look exactly like the characters were described to have played parts like this, you know, throughout time. Oh, you yeah. know what I mean? I mean, that's what's called, you know, you got to use your imagination. That's acting a little bit. Yeah. You know, I think sometimes people get a little too caught up in the in the details, details. without without yeah. the looking at it as a whole a little I, bit and I uh, totally agree with you. Yeah. I just was so impressed. You know, I, 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 you know, I just was so happy after this first movie came out with just how great a job they did. I, I'm, I was just, just blown away. So, yeah. uh, yeah. so let's, the, uh, let's go jump ahead. in and let's start talking about the movie. Let's start with the, the very beginning. The, uh, you mean the, actually the, the plot or yeah. the, the beginning yeah. of the movie, or did you want to talk anything more about the background? We talked about, I guess, the director, Chris Columbus. The yeah, writer. he was, he was a great pick, I thought, for, for working with the kids. Oh, definitely, definitely. Uh, we, we got the script. And uh, he, he, he's the reason why the, the movie was so close to the novel, because he really wanted to do a faithful adaptation. Yeah, how about the how about where it was filmed? Do we want to say that here at, the, at this point? It was, was filmed uh, in the UK, right? Oh, definitely. Yeah, it was filmed all over, all over yeah. the UK. But I mean, the bulk of it, like Le- Pinewood Studios, or, or yeah, Livingston, Livingston Studios. Is okay, where, okay, is where they 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 did it. Yeah. Um, so yeah, well, yeah, we might as well let's jump into the uh, jump into the movie proper itself. So. Um, so again, you know, one of the things that impressed me about it is how much it's faithful to the book, and it starts out right at the very beginning, where where uh, Dumbledore and McGonagall and Hagrid are taking Harry to stay with his um, his yeah, relatives, his yeah. his it's his it's his the mom's Dursley. the Dursleys, right? His mom's sister, yes, right, and her yeah. husband and their and their jerk of a son. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Dudley. Dudley. But, but he doesn't, I mean, he's just a, a victim of circumstances. Yeah. He's, you come to find out. In the I suppose. Books. Well, I mean, his parents are terrible. So uh, if yes, you have, and that's why he is it, the way he is. If you have parents that are terrible, you turn into a terrible kid. Like watching it again today, you know, he's, it's, his, it's his birthday. And oh, he's like, so oh, horrible. there's only 37 presents and I had 38 last year or whatever. So horrible. How many are there? 36. Counted them myself. 36? But last year, last year I had 37! Uh, yes, well, well, some of them are quite a bit bigger than last year. I don't care how big they are! No, 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 this is what we're going to do. Is that when we go out, we're going to buy you two new presents. How's that, Pumpkin? Oh, yeah. oh like, really? Really, buddy? <laughs> Man, if I had a kid like that, you know. But yeah. I, I think that's why I don't have a kid like that, because my 
kids would never think like that. You wouldn't but... raise them that way, yeah. yeah. Well, it's just, I think, you know, I've always told people, you know, kids are a complete reflection of the parents, like you just, you know, you basically are saying. So, I mean, if, if, if the parents are a certain way, the kids are going to pick up on that. I said, I've always told people, you know, you don't really have to, like, teach kids. They just pick up on what you're doing. Yeah. And, and you cannot teach them something that you don't live you know, one way or the other, for good or for bad. Yeah. So, uh, you know, Lynn, we, we saw my sons over the holidays. You know, we haven't they, – they are out of the house now, but, you know, she's just always telling me how, how much, especially my older son, is just like me. So um, yeah. I don't know if that's good or bad. But, <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, uh, so, yeah, kids are exactly just – just they pick up, you know. But, I mean, yeah, and, and so they – you know, Harry gets all the letters start to come, right, to go to yeah, – uh, to go to Hogwarts. Actually, yeah, there's a little difference from the book in – the book actually goes into the Dursleys' back life a little bit. Yes, um, there's, a, actually, there's quite like a bit. It starts like the day before. The, mm-hmm. uh, the scene that actually starts the movie with us following the Dursleys – uh, just to kind of get an idea of what these people are like, which obviously they, in the movie, it's one line that McGonagall says. Albus, do you really think it's safe leaving him with these people? I've watched them all day. They're the worst sort of muggles imaginable. Yeah, she's she's in her little cat form, and yeah. she's been kind of spying on him, right? Yeah, and, uh, yeah, uh, yeah, the entire day. But yeah, then the letters start coming. And, it, I mean, the letters are, like, perfect. This is almost verbatim from the book, you know, constantly. And there's actually a deleted scene. I don't know if you've seen a deleted scene where um, um, Mrs. Dursley, Dursley is getting them in the eggs. And she's cracking eggs. Oh, in the eggs. Okay. And there's letters inside all the eggs. That's funny. Yeah, which is was cut out of the theatrical release, but it is. They did film it. Um, yeah, and, and basically, you know, he's trying to... They know about Harry Potter. I mean, they know that, that oh, yeah. uh, you know, her sister had, you know, her sister had these abilities, you know, and... and Mary... Oh, yeah. Then you mean the Dursleys. They're aware yeah, the, the Dursleys are aware of it, and, and they're yeah. trying to keep Harry from that, yes. and they keep tearing up the letters. He tries to block them from coming and all, and... Yeah. But of course, eventually they 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 run off to like a little like out in the country place on a almost yeah, looks like an island hut on the rock. Yeah, the name of it. And <laughs> what's funny the, is that's the actually like the second place because they go to a hotel first. Oh yeah, in yeah. In the books, yeah. In the books. That's another difference. And everything is everything that they changed or truncated was just for timing purposes, and it doesn't make a huge factor in the movie. Sure. Like yeah. you know, so they went to a hotel first before the letters started following him there, and then they and then he goes to you know they go to the shack on the rocks, um, and the letters start you know so it's just a, they just cut out little bits and pieces just to move the story along because you don't yep. need to see the letters you know it's just we got we got the idea that they'll be able to find him wherever they go, you know even on the hut on the rock they're still finding him. Um, yeah, and then uh, obviously Hagrid shows up. Yep. Shows up in person because those letters aren't getting to him, so he knows something's up. Excuse me. Who are you? Rubius Hagrid, keeper of keys and grounds at Hogwarts. Of course, you'll know all about Hogwarts. Sorry, no. No? Blimey, Harry, didn't you ever wonder where your mum and dad learned it all? Learned what? You're a wizard, Harry. I'm a what? A wizard and a thumping good one, I'd wager, once you trade up a little. Yep. 
yep, he shows up and uh, and then he gets Harry, tells Harry exactly, you know, I, I, I love Hagrid. He's probably one of my favorite characters yeah. just because, especially in this first movie, he has such a nice relationship with the kids. Yeah. And he's always saying stuff like, oh, I probably shouldn't have said that. You know, he's like, oh, because he's just so, like, honest. He's, yeah. ju- he's just so straightforward, and I always yeah. appreciate that with people. Yeah, and the Robbie Coltrane is great. And you know J.K. Rowling actually picked him to be Hagrid. Ah, uh, okay, yeah. He, so, he's he's another perfect choice well, for, perfect. for yeah. him. So, yeah. Uh, so yeah, Hagrid gets uh, Harry all set. You know, they, they, um, they go to Diagon Alley. Harry learns he's basically rich. <laughs> you yep. know, he's, he's got all this money from... Uh, I, the, from go ahead. Yeah, what, one of my favorite scenes is when he walks into the Leaky Cauldron for the first time. And people realize who Oh, they really they recognize him. Yes. Right. Bless my soul. It's Harry Potter. Welcome back, Mr. Potter. Welcome back. Doris Crockford, Mr. Potter, I can't believe I'm meeting you at last. Harry Potter, can't tell you how pleased I am to meet you. Hello, Professor. I didn't see you there. Harry, this is Professor Quirrell. He'll be your defense against the dark arts teacher at Hogwarts. Oh, nice to meet you. Fearfully fascinating subject. Not that you need it, eh, Potter? Yes, well, must be going now. <clears throat> Lots to buy. <laughs> Goodbye. And yes. he's like, he can't get out without shaking people's hands and then patting them on the back. And, and he has not a clue what's going on. Yeah, that he is a good scene. He doesn't know the story yet. You know, he doesn't know what's going on. Yes. Hagrid's just kind of trying to get him through there. And it's where we meet Professor Quirrell for the first time. Yes, he's, he's in the, the. He's in there. He looks all. He's he's stuttering, if yep. I remember right. Yeah, he, he's yep. the. You know, he, he's he's still. all nervous and, uh, yeah, and he's the he's the uh, the the this year's uh, professor uh, teacher against the dark arts uh, yep. teacher. Yeah, defense against the dark arts. <laughs> or defense of it. Yeah, that's what I meant. They. Yeah. But anyway, yeah, and uh, and then they go through all the different shops and and I wanted to slide in here too. So. You have gone to what is this uh, Harry Potter themed? Uh, oh yeah, the Wizarding World of Harry Potter in Orlando, Florida. Exactly. Yeah, right. I've only been to the first the first one. They opened up a second one recently uh, in the other park across the hall, across the way from Universal. So, so tell tell everybody you know a little bit about what it's what it's like there. Isn't it basically a lot of Diagon Alley? Uh, they have kind of it's, re- it's recreated. Actually, it's Diagon Alley. It's Hogsmeade. In okay. The, in the first park, the original is Hogsmeade. Right. The so second it's, park is yeah. Diagon Alley. Okay. And you can take the Hogwarts Express from one. Ah, yeah, the Hogwarts Express. Of yeah. course, you've got to yeah. take that. So. Um, uh, so, but I went. I went to Hogsmeade. And okay. It's just if you're a Harry Potter fan, you're just you're in heaven. Yeah. So, I mean, it looks exactly like it. You're drinking. Did you say you're in Hogsmeade heaven? Oh. Uh, oh yeah, it was amazing. So much fun. I yeah. spent uh, three whole days, and you can really do that section of the park. It's all it is is a, it's Islands of Adventure. So there's like a Marvel section, and there's a Jurassic Park section, you know, various Universal properties, um, which obviously Marvel isn't owned by Universal, but that's beside the point. Um, and then the Harry Potter section, you can probably do within like three, four hours. Uh huh. But I, yeah. I was there from morning till night. Just hanging out, and I'd sit at the Alvary and watch people, and 
it was just a it was just a fun fun experience yeah and the so so back into the into the movie so they go through all the different shops i love the the scene where harry goes into the the olivanders olivanders Ola, yeah olivanders right yeah. for his wand and uh, what's his, what's his name? John Hurt, right? Yep. Is pl- John plays Hurt Mr. Playing Mr. Ollivander. Right, right. The providing wands to the Wizarding World since like like BC, like yeah. 300 yeah. BC. Or, <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, uh, so he he you know he gives all these different wands, and the you know the cool thing about that in in the book and in the movie is the wand is sort of like. It's not like you just go in there and you're picking out a bicycle. It, there's yeah. sort of like this relationship, and and he brings a couple of different wands out to Harry, and you know Harry tries to use them, and bad things kind of happen, and it's, yeah. yeah, he obviously he realizes these aren't the right wands for Harry, and then he yep. finally finds one, this one wand, and a, you know as time goes on, these the the wand stuff becomes a lot more important, oh, yeah. especially in the later books. Yeah, well, Ollivander always says, you know, the wand chooses its owner. It's not like. R- yeah, and he he makes this comment in here, which you know you don't maybe know at the time as much, but he he comments about this feather that's in the uh, the phoenix feather, the phoenix yeah. feather, right? That's in the wand. That's part of the wand and built into the wand. Uh, yeah. There's a, there's a, a twin or the only other feather. Yep. Is 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 basically Voldemort. It's Voldemort's got it. Wand. Oops, I said his name. Uh oh. <laughs> so uh, he, he doesn't scare us. Yeah, he doesn't scare us. So furious. Uh, very curious. Sorry, but what's curious? I remember every wand I've ever sold, Mr. Potter. It so happens that the phoenix, whose tail feather resides in your wand, gave another feather. Just one other. It is curious that you should be destined for this wand when its brother gave you that scar and who owned that wand we do not speak his name the wand chooses the wizard mr potter it's not always clear why but i think it is clear that we can expect great things from you after all he who must not be named did great things. Terrible. Yes. But great. Uh, so, yeah, that's interesting how they there's this parallel between, and this runs through all, and again, it's very hard, you know, you well, can't talk. I love, I love watching these movies now or reading the books now. Because of all that. Yeah, yeah, because I know so much, and you're like, "Oh my God, this is the beginning!" Oh my God, yeah. I can't believe this. Well, is. they go to the zoo thing, and then and he and you know Harry's talking to the snake. Yeah, you know the snake and the thing, and, yep. and, and yeah, and and, and Dudley, so you know, whatever he falls so in there with cool. the snake. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. All the stuff that you know now, it just enriches the rereads or the rewatches. Yeah. yeah, you know, and that's what I love about the story is that I can keep going back and just watching it and finding more and more little details. Every time I read it, every time I watch it, yeah, you know, definitely. That she- so he, he uh, so they make their way, they make their way to to the uh, platform. Uh, Hagrid has to leave, so Harry's kind of on his own, and he runs into he runs into the Weasley family. The Weasleys, yeah, yeah. Packed with muggles, of course. Come on, back from nine and three quarters this way. 
you know, kind of, you know, they all like each other. I think it's obvious, you know, they're they're friends, but yeah. but Ron's just like she's crazy, you know. Well, yeah, but they're and, not really they don't they don't really get along with Hermione at the beginning of that. Well, well, know. she's so it's yeah, not it, a troll. Right, and 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 they, I think by the end of it, they definitely are a team and oh, yeah. and, and and definitely tight and 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 that. But yeah, you you're definitely right about that and and you know she's kind of you know she's the she's, she's like the teacher's pet you know yes. a little bit and the know-it-all and and the the fact that uh it's hard for her you know i one of the things i i i couldn't recall until i just watched it again they don't make as much of a deal out of it i don't think in this first movie maybe it comes up more often but the whole thing that she's from uh muggle parents no that's nothing in this movie yeah yeah it's not in the book either yeah and and i i guess i had forgotten that that doesn't really come up very much book two uh, is when she's called the mudblood yeah right where they introduce where she's really sort of ostracized a little bit so um yeah so they've gotten themselves that you know they're all there together they take the train ride they eat all the harry pulls out his his money you know they they you know they they get the whole They get all the, the cart full of food yep. and candy, basically, and uh, the chocolate frogs and the and the and the jelly beans of all the different flavors. And he bought every flavor beans. Yes, yep. yes. I mean, what what a, what a great thing to have in in these movies to me is is a lot of that stuff. Just because it's like, hey, there's things we can make and sell Marketing. too. That's yeah, right. exactly. I've got every flavor beans. So. Yeah, yeah. I mean, come on, we all have, right? You know, I've got a bunch of wands over here. You know, it's like you know, yep. there's all all kinds of cool stuff. So. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So yeah, they get to to Hogwarts, which mm-hmm. which is fantastic. You know, again, gorgeous. J- just just looks so much. The Great Hall, especially. I love all the stuff in the Great Hall. Uh, you know, all the throughout the movie, they go through all the different like holidays and seasons. Yeah. And you know, all the way they change it for those times, Halloween with the floating jack o' lanterns yep. and, and Christmas, Christmas Hagrid's and, pulling yeah. in the the it, it's just great i just love all that yeah uh one of the coolest things about about most of these although they started to change that she started to change that in some of the books but you know you got to see that in in most of the books kind of had that sort of pattern of you know a year at the school a year yeah, at the school yeah that's how the changing of the seasons is how we would know time was going by exactly yeah, yeah. And it, yeah. and it works good with the school because that kind of affects the school term. Like, you know, hey, there's yeah. the holiday. Like, we're on or every, you know, people are on the holiday kind of, you know, times right now as we record this uh, podcast. But, uh, you know, it shows it's a good marker for the films and for the books. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, let's get back into the story. So then they're sorted. Which is one thing I missed about the movies that I enjoyed in the books was the Sorting Hat song. Because every year it does a song. Um, oh and, yeah, right. They didn't, they didn't do that in the movie. They no uh, song, no singing for, for the hat. Reason, yeah, they just truncated it down, um, and uh, you know everyone's sorted into their appropriate houses. Yeah, you I know, think it's interesting how how like some of them the minute the hat's practically near their head. Well, you that's know, yeah, that's Drake. Like, yeah, Gryffindor, or, or well, <laughs> I think with bit. Ron, I think they did it pretty quick too. Or, or, he just well, Ron, the hat's like, oh, well, you know, another Weasley. Oh, that's right. He do. says that. That's right. Yeah, you but know, the whole yeah. thing with Harry Potter is like, you know, this whole long back. Of course, he's the he's the big, you know, 
star yeah. of the show, but yeah. it's like, are you sure you don't want to be in Slytherin? You yeah. sure? Hmm. <laughs> Difficult, very difficult. Plenty of courage, I see. Not a bad mind, either. There's talent, oh yes, and a thirst to prove yourself. But where to put you? Not Slytherin. Not Slytherin. Not Slytherin, eh? Are you sure? You could be great, you know. It's all here, in your head. And Slytherin will help you on the way to greatness. There's no doubt about that. No? Please. Well, if you're sure, better be Gryffindor! Yeah, and what's funny, you know, in the book, it's all happening in his head. Him saying, not Slytherin, not Slytherin. Obviously, in the movie, they can't do that. So he's saying it out loud. Yeah. I'm assuming people aren't hearing him. You know, maybe yeah, that's a different. I mean, they never. You don't really see the audience react to that. No. no. So, so it's 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 only they just show Harry in the hat, basically. Yes, so, uh, talking to each other. so yeah, but of course, the, all the the trio, the, the you know, they all end up uh, in in Gryffindor together, which yep. which makes sense and is good, of course. And yep. And then, um, and then no, yeah. No, then, really quick, while we're talking about the houses, what house would you be sorted into? Who me? Yes, you. Uh, you know, I don't really know enough about the other ones. I guess I'd always thought, thought or hoped I'd be in, in Gryffindor. But, I mean, uh, what what was the, what are the, the like, characteristics of the other two? Gryffindors, you're brave. Okay. Ravenclaw, you're smart. Uh, Hufflepuff is your good and you're kind and just. And Slytherin is your ambitious. See, so why in the world did they put Hermione not in Ravenclaw then? Well, you find out that she had the choice and she chose Gryffindor. Oh, that's right. Yeah. That's right. Yeah, because Harry, you know, obviously has a choice with Slytherin or Gryffindor, and he chose Gryffindor. And right. Had the same yeah. Or maybe yeah, she know. says, she says that, you know, the hat considered me for, for Ravenclaw, but. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. That's interesting. Yeah, See, I, don't know. I, I already knew I'd be in Hufflepuff. Yeah, just being yeah. just and kind, and you know, you're the all-around good person. Yeah, I probably would have ended up. I, you know, at least in the school times for me, I probably, you know, I'd like to think of myself more like the, you know, the Gryffindor, you know, hero type or whatever. But, well, but I, it, truthfully, I probably would have been in the school time would have been more of the smarty pants one. Would have probably been a Ravenclaw. Ravenclaw, yeah. Yeah, although I might have been like Hermione and like, oh no, no, I, I, I know I'm smart, but I want to still be in Gryffindor or whatever. Yeah. Well, yeah, just necessarily it doesn't mean just because you're in Gryffindor or you're in Ravenclaw doesn't mean you can't be brave. Or you sure. can't be sure. or you can't be, you know, it's just, it's more the dominant trait in you. Yeah, so I don't know. I knew you're... I would be Hufflepuff. That, I'm very happy to, I'm a very proud Hufflepuff person. Have you, have you ever read any or watched the, well, they only did one movie so far, but have you ever read those Divergent books at all? I you have know not, about those? No. But that, they kind of have a similar theme in that where people are put into different groups. It's oh, this, gotcha. it, it's more of a society thing. I, I, well, I'm not going to spin off because because we got lots to talk about for Harry Potter. <laughs> but 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 they, that that sort of idea of of it's sort of in the in I guess supposed to be somewhat in the future, and people are are sorted into different um, different areas depending on what they think they're suited yeah. for. Yeah. You know, and it, it kind of follows that a little bit. But so yeah, they're sorted out. They, uh, you know, they get in Gryffindor. 
And then we get into, you know, their classes. Yep. We meet Snape. We meet some of the other professors. Yeah, Alan uh, Rickman was JK's choice for Snape. Oh, just so great. Yeah. I mean, I mean, just so great throughout the whole, all the movies. Yeah. That's one of the greatest things about this these movies is just, you know, they, they did such a great casting job. And then these people, for the most part, we have a, a couple exceptions, you know, unfortunately with Richard Harris. Yeah. You know. He passed away, but, uh, but, you know, for the, you know, 99% of them all, you know, we're all through and yeah, I just, you know, he was great as, as Snape. I mean, yeah. just, Love just so, him. yeah. And, 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 and truthfully, and as the books went on and as you learn further and further on, he, he isn't really a bad guy. And that's what's so amazing. Yeah. Yeah. You know, you I go, mean, like and I said, it's one of those things you go back and you rewatch it now and you see these little things that he was doing. Yeah. And you're realizing, and oh, well, he was doing that to help. He's not exactly the nicest person around. Oh, no. He's, yeah. <laughs> but, but in a way, it was good because, you know, he pushed Harry a lot of times throughout these movies and books. And, and I think it, 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 it helped Harry learn what he needed to learn. So, yeah. Uh, so yeah, no, he's just great. I mean, you know, as, as uh, I think everyone, uh, although, like you said, you, you found places, I'm sure they've got somebody else picked out there for Snape. <laughs> Although I'm just reading here, let's see, uh, Tim Roth was the original choice, but turned it down? Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Oh, he turned it down for Planet of the Apes. Well, there's a mistake. Wasn't I know, I love those little <laughs> things like that. I'm like, oops. That's the Mark Wahlberg Planet of the Apes. Oh, terrible yeah. movie. Yeah. Oh, it just, uh, anyway, uh, so yeah, great uh, group. We got John Cleese in here as Nearly Headless Nick. Uh, you already mentioned Robbie Coltrane. Uh, Warwick Davis is, is, uh, Dame Maggie Smith. Oh yes. Dame Maggie Smith as McGonagall. Ian Hart, Professor Quirrell. And as I was watching this movie again, what else has he been in? Cause man, he, he just looks familiar to me. And I, for some reason I just like could not figure I, out. I don't have a clue. I'm just going to quick go, go ahead and you continue with the story. I'm just going to look real okay. quick and see what else he what else he's done. That I, <laughs> it was bugging me as I watched this thing. Yeah. Oh, he's done a lot of British stuff, of course. Yeah. Any minute um, day, Wonderland. Okay. Yeah. All right. All right. So, anyway. yeah. So the story continues. Another one of the bigger scenes is the Halloween scene with the troll. Yes. Um, yes. Where Hermione's. Uh, and, and she's in a bathroom and then yeah. they're all they, they all hear this troll is in the dungeon. Yeah. And, they all, they, uh, and the reason Hermione's in the bathroom is because Ron was mean to her earlier in the day. Yes. And she's been in there crying. So they kind of feel, well, Harry kind of feels guilty. I don't know about Ron. Um, and what's funny is in the book, the troll is in the hallway and it goes into the girls' bathroom. They lock it in there. And they're like, oh, we caught the troll. He's trapped in the girls' restroom. And they realize that Hermione's in there with him. Yeah. They're so they have to debate, do they go back and help her? Which obviously they do. Yeah, um, but in the movie they just rush in to help. And, yeah, uh, I think it works pretty good in the movie. I oh, mean, yeah. they you know they they do a good job with that. You know, they 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 get the troll sort of almost somewhat, um, not the best way, but I mean for for three <laughs> first years they 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 able they're able to knock the troll out and yes. and save Hermione and uh, it you know the this bathroom's pretty with, pretty destroyed. Yeah, but this uh, is where they bond because Hermione actually takes the blame. It's my fault, Professor McGonagall. Miss Granger. I went looking for the troll. I read about them and thought I could handle it. But I was wrong. If Harry and Ron hadn't come and found me, I'd probably be dead. 
Be that as it may, it was an extremely foolish thing to do. I would have expected more rational behaviour on your part, and I am very disappointed in you, Miss Granger. Five points will be taken from Gryffindor for your serious lack of judgment. As for you two gentlemen, well, I just hope you realise how fortunate you are. Not many first-year students could take on a fully-grown mountain troll and live to tell the tale. Five points will be awarded to each of you. For sheer dumb luck. Yes, exactly. She takes the blame. You know, so she loses points from Gryffindor, but then they get points for taking the troll out. So, yes. yeah. So they're so technically it, up five points. Because yeah, right. Yeah. Um, and then that's when they just kind of have a mutual respect for each other. Uh, and that's when they, that's actually the beginning of their, their true friendship, the three of them. Yeah. Yeah. They become, uh, you know, a, a tight together. team for, yeah. uh, for, you know, from then on, basically. Yeah. So. Yeah. Not too long after that, you know, the, there's a couple other things. I mean, at this point, you know, there's the Quidditch part of it, you know. Oh, they, yeah, the whole they, uh, Oh, yeah, at the beginning, yeah, because um, Harry is there during flight school. They're they're practicing how to ride brooms. Yeah. And uh, Neville gets hurt, of course, because that's Neville. Neville gets hurt all the time, yes. yes. He's, yeah. um, and while Mrs. Hooch Poor is Neville. taking him to the, the nurse, Malcolm, uh, Malcolm, Malfoy finds uh, Neville's remember all and takes it, and Harry obviously wants to give it, get it back so he can give it to Neville. And then this, uh, this kind of they do a little chase around on their brooms, yeah, yeah, yeah chase. And then uh, uh, Draco winds up throwing it, and uh, Harry like zooms off after it and grabs it just in the nick of time before it hits McGonagall's window. Mm-hmm. And of course, McGonagall's standing there watching this dumbfounded. And yeah, and then that that leads her to take uh, Harry to yes. uh, to the head. Uh, what was his name? Wood. Yeah, yeah. some yeah. of these guys have weird, strange. I know, great. I know. Wood. Right. He is the keeper. He's the keeper. Right. The keeper. But but uh, McGonagall tells him tells Wood that I, f- yes. I found you a I found seeker. You a seeker. Right. Because she sees how how quick and how yes. uh, you know Agile how good. And, yeah. Right. So Harry, you know, without not a lot of training, you know, is able to catch this remember all, which is at all. Yeah. Which is like not that much different in size from the seeker and then from, uh, uh yeah, so then yeah. yeah first year here student ends up on the on the quidditch uh, gryffindor quidditch team which is pretty amazing and then he learns his father you know had been a seeker as well quidditch is great best game there is and you'll be great too but i've never even played quidditch what if i make a fool of myself you won't make a fool of yourself it's in your blood Tell me your father was a seeker too. I didn't know. And then they, they, uh, then one night, Ron and Her- Harry and Hermione found uh, they find the the Cerberus dog, right? The three-headed dog, right? Yes, they uh, the stairs start kind- changing on them, um, and that's different because again, in the book, it's actually a duel that Draco threatens Harry with, and they decide that they're going to duel at night, and so. Um, Neville, who's locked out because he can't get in because the oh yeah the, yeah the girl the woman is gone from the painting so he can't get in so he joins them and they go to where they're supposed to meet Draco and it was a setup and Filch is there and they go running for their lives and that's when they run into the three headed dog by mistake in the movie it's a little different it's just again Filch is kind of on their 
trail. And they, it's only three. It's only Ron, Hermione, and uh, Harry who see the dog. Yeah. Yep. Um, yep. Yeah, and but then, we, we get introduced to Fluffy. Yeah, Fluffy. Yeah. <laughs> well, he's got to have a name, you know. <laughs> I, I love Hagrid, you know. He yeah. just, he gives these, he gives these, you know, crazy, name, you know, yeah. yeah, these crazy creatures, dragons, <laughs> and three-headed huge dogs, these names like Fluffy. Yeah, and yeah. Norbert and... Yeah, Norbert, Norbert, right, yeah. the dragon. Yeah. yeah. So, so they're so yeah, they they find out the dog. They they kind of you know pretty pretty soon through Hagrid and other things they they put together the um the fact that this guard is dogging or this get this dog, the dog is guarding something. You yes. know. Yeah. They saw the trap. Well, Hermione saw the trap. The door on the. Yeah, the, the dog is basically laying on top of this big trap door, right? Yeah. So. Um, yeah. So um, so then there's a Christmas scene, which I, I really liked. I loved the fact that Harry comes down. He's so surprised that he has gifts. Happy Christmas, Harry. Happy Christmas, Ron. What are you wearing? Oh, Mum made it. Looks like you got one too. I've got presents. Yeah. <gasps> Uh-huh. You know, because yeah. he never gets gifts from the Dursleys, and you just feel so bad for him. And he's so excited. This is his first Christmas to actually get Christmas presents. Um, obviously, he gets a... a, a Which Christmas. I can't even, like, imagine, you know, especially after the last, you know, last week or so. And uh, yeah. <laughs> it's like, yeah, I mean, gosh, how, how, what kind of, how mean of a person can, you know, wow. How horrible. He's 11 years old, and he's excited. He's, getting <laughs> he's living under the stairs. It's horrible, I know. Uh, no gets, wonder, he, no wonder he was always fairly short. So. Yes, I know. Thank goodness. Nutrition. Yeah, thank um, goodness. Yeah, uh, he wound up um, getting a Weasley sweater because Mrs. Weasley always makes sweaters for everybody, and then he gets a gift that, from a mysterious person that says, uh, "This was left in my possession, and uh, you know, use it well." Right, it, right. Come to find out, it's the invisibility cloak. Right. Which plays a huge role in the movie series, in the book series. Yes, um, yes. Pretty yeah. handy, uh, pretty handy when, especially when you're always sneaking around places to have a, yes. have a yes. little cloak that can make you invisible, yeah. Yes. But I love the fact that it's a Deathly Hallow. And yes. we have no idea that it is a Deathly Hallow. It's Death's Cloak. Yeah, um, yeah. Which is just, like I said, I just, that's my favorite part about watching, rewatching these things. Uh huh. It's just all the really cool, oh my God, that's Death Cloak, and we don't know that for another five books. Yeah. You know? It's just this, oh, it's just this cool thing he gets. It's just a this... really cool invisibility cloak. Yeah. yeah, of course. So, um, so now that they have that, now they can, um, of course, as Rico mentioned earlier, Hagrid's always doing the slip of the tongue. Yeah, and oh, I shouldn't he, have said that. Oh, yes. I probably, probably he, shouldn't have said that. He mentioned Nicholas Flamel. And so yes. now they have a name. So now they're associating what's in that, you know, being guarded. Must yeah. Have, must Hermione have do with pulls out this, Flamel. you know, monster book and says, yeah, I was just doing some light reading. Oh, I love Yeah, yeah. it's like, blimey, yeah. light reading. In, it's not in the, that's not in the book. No, no. I, in I the could... book, it's on the card, on the, on the chocolate card. Okay. Yes. Um, yeah, they the find Dumbledore it. It's, it's a famous uh, wizard on there, right? Yeah, yeah, it's Dumbledore. And Dumbledore yes. worked with Nicholas Flamel. Right. And that's how they find the name. And that's when Hermione brings out the giant book and says, yep. oh, Nicholas Flamel and, you know, his wife, Peregrine, or whatever her name is. And um, and then they find out it's the Philosopher's Stone or the Sorcerer's Stone. Yes. Um, and then there's another really cool scene, which I really liked, was the Mirror of Ezred. Right. Yeah. Uh, one thing I was going to ask at this point or say, too, do they learn at that point from the book – 
trying to remember. I just watched this, but I mean, when did they learn what the the stone is all about? What it can do? Is it? It's in the book there at that point, right? It's like it can restore life or keep you yes. immortal. Yeah, it's in the book. Right? Yeah, yeah, it's, it, it's in that book, right? We yeah. don't we don't know that Voldemort wants it yet. But we no, know. no, we don't. Right? Yeah, not, but we not do that know part it, exactly. It, it gives but, a long life and can make gold. That's what. Uh, a right. Yeah, and oh, it can make gold too, which yes. is helpful if you're going to live a long time. You can have yes. lots of money. So. Yeah. Uh, um, okay. So yeah. So then we 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 find the mirror of Ezred, and I have it written down here. Do you have it on your notes? What about the, uh, the inscription? Uh, I don't have it handy, no. Oh, Go ahead, read it. I was going to make you read it, because it's like very <laughs> difficult. Uh, let's see. It's Erezed Strada Uru Atu Ud Kafu Atu An Worshi. Well, that's pretty good. And it's inscribed, it's an inscription backwards, which says, I show you your face, but your heart's desire. Yes. That is inscripted on the mirror of Ezred, which Ezred is obviously desire backwards. Right. Um, so the and the mirror basically is going to show you your heart's desire. Yes. Basically. Yes. Right. And I love that he gets to see his parents for the very first time. Right. Because that's all he. And in the book, it's actually his whole family, like generations of potters. Ah, uh, yes. It's not just his mom and it's his dad. It's not just his mom and dad. Yeah. Yeah. But um, and you know, and then uh, of course he gets addicted to it, as most men do. Um, and then finally Dumbledore steps in and says, "We're going to move it. Please don't try to find it." You know, men have wasted away or gone mad, uh, staring into the mirror. Back again, Harry? I see that you, like so many before you, have discovered the delights of the mirror of Arised. I trust by now you realize what it does. Let me give you a clue. The happiest man on earth would look into the mirror and see only himself, exactly as he is. So then it shows us what we want, whatever we want. Yes, and no. It shows us nothing more or less than the deepest and most desperate desires of our hearts. Now you, Harry, who have never known your family, you see them standing beside you. But remember this, Harry. This mirror gives us neither knowledge or truth. Men have wasted away in front of it, even gone mad. That is why tomorrow it will be moved to a new home. And I must ask you, not to go looking for it again. It does not do to dwell on dreams and forget to live. Like that, I just like that whole little scene. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yep. And um, and then we have a dragon scene, which is hugely different. This is probably the biggest difference from the book to the movie. Is the whole dragon, because in the in the movie. It's a fairly quick thing. They go to Hagrid's hut. There's an egg. And this is where we find out, you know, Hagrid traded the egg with the stranger, and he's the one that told him uh-huh. you know, how to get into the... We find out it's Quirrell. We don't know that at the time. We think it's Snape. and But then that's it. You know, Malfoy, see... Malfoy sees him in the mirror, and he tells McGonagall, and they all get in trouble. That's the movie. In the book, they, you know, 
uh, Ron is bitten by the dragon, and he gets sick, goes to uh, the hospital. Malfoy mm-hmm. comes in, borrows a book from him, which has a note about when, you know, because the dragon's getting really big. It doesn't stay a little baby. It gets really big into the hut. And they finally realize they have to move it. So they get Charlie Weasley to come and take it. Yeah, right. And, you know, I mean, they cut all that out. And I understand why. It's not crucial to the story. Right. It's just Hagrid being wacky with his animals, like you said. Yes. Um, So, I mean, I understand why they took it all out. But that's, you know, Neville is actually in trouble. Because Neville is part of the group. So it's Draco, Neville, Hermione, and Harry who get sent to, which they call the... It's the Forbidden Forest in the book, but they call it the Dark Forest in the movie, which I don't know why. Yeah, I don't know why either. I don't either. know why they would change that. But, yeah, yeah. But yeah, those are the four, but uh, Neville got obviously got replaced by Ron, because Ron is obviously the more main character yep. than Neville. So those four get uh, sent into the Forbidden Forest, or the Dark Forest. Where, right, and that's where they see the uh, the the... Someone drinking some unicorn blood, yeah. right? Is what it yep. is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then um, that's when uh, Ferrer, Ferrer, I think his name is the Ferenz or Ferenz. That's Ferenz. Ferenz. Yeah, yeah. The, he comes the and centaur, rescues, right? Yep, yeah. The centaur comes yep. and rescues Harry, and then Harry realizes what's going on. This is where he gets the new, you know. You know, he finds yeah, and he's got that little, you know, built-in little Voldemort radar too, or yes. or, or whatever, uh, with his scar too. Yes. His, you know, his scar hurts. It's starting to hurt. Yeah. Harry Potter, you must leave. You are known to many creatures here. The forest is not safe at this time, especially for you. But what was that thing you saved me from? A monstrous creature. It is a terrible crime to slay a unicorn. Drinking the blood of a unicorn will keep you alive even if you are an inch from death, but at a terrible price. You have slain something so pure that from the moment the blood touches your lips, you will have a half-life, a cursed life. But who would choose such a life? Can you think of no one? Do you mean to say that that thing that killed the unicorn, that was drinking its blood, Voldemort. Do you know what is hidden in the school at this very moment, Mr. Potter? The Sorcerer's Stone. So he knows now that it's Voldemort who is uh, behind all this. Right, and who is after the, uh, the after stone. The, the stone now. Yes. Yeah. yes. So now tensions are raising because now we know it's the bad, bad guy who's trying to get the stone to resurrect himself. Yep, yep. But um, then they all say something like, you know, well, don't worry. As long as Dumbledore's around, everything will be fine. Everything will be fine. Yes. And they but come of to course, find out. <laughs> he's not here right now. Yes. And then oh, urgent owl, And he had yeah. to go off to the ministry. Yeah. And the, ki- and the three kids realize. They're oh, like, crap. Uh, uh-oh. This is not. Yeah. This is going down now. Yeah. Um, and then this is where the big finale comes in. And the big finale, I loved it in the book. And they just truncated it for the movie. It's still fun, but I I really liked the brain teaser in the book. Yeah, yeah, it's definitely they definitely pull out some pull some of it, you know, pull pull it down to the basics, you know, yeah. the, the chess yeah. game especially, you know, well, for chess uh, game is mandatory. That's yeah, such a huge scene. Yeah, um, yeah, I mean, because it's five, it's you know, it's five things. You got Professor Sprout who did the Devil Snare, which is in the book and the movie. Then you have Professor Flitwick, who does the magical keys. 
Yep. And that's in the book and the movie. It's a little different in the book. The book, all three of them get on brooms and chase the key around and try to corner it. And um, in the movie, it's only Harry who does it. Then you have the chess scene, which is McGonagall, um, which Ron defeats. And then you have the uh, troll, which is um, Quirrell. Quirrell. Yeah. yeah, which is already knocked out from the person who was already there, so you don't yeah. have to worry about taking it. Yeah, and then you have the puzzle, which is the potion puzzle, and that's from Snape. Yeah, and basically these were all like you know protection things to yeah. keep to keep uh, to keep people you know, out, keep people out, basically. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, and each one, but that's what I liked about it is that you know it was you know kind of Hermione who saves them from. I guess that's why they did it because technically Hermione saves them from the Devil's Snare. As well as the potion, because she's the one that figures out the puzzle. Yeah. So maybe that's why they removed the puzzle one. Did they ever say, either in the book or the movie, I'm trying to remember, so uh, just a quick little thing back. So at the very, you know, in the early part of the movie, you know, and, and the book, you know, they go to Gringotts and, and basically Hagrid gets the stone. Yes. Right? Yep. So he gets the stone, he takes it out of like, you know, this impenetrable vault, supposedly. Yeah. Did Did it... They never really make a comment on that, but, you know, the, the place gets sort of, quote-unquote, broken into, like, the next day or a few it days does. later, right? Yep. Yeah. So so I guess you, you just have to sort of assume and put together that the bad guys basically, you know, were after it. They found out where it was go- where it was at. So Dumbledore and, and Hagrid decided, well, we need to protect it better, so bring it here. Yes. Is, is that, I mean, they never that really... That was my understanding. My understanding is that Dumbledore got word that yeah, something's something... going on. Yeah, kind of it's they're in danger, or that yeah. that, that stone is in the, is is someone's found out about it, or, yes. or maybe Hagrid, you know, said something he shouldn't have someplace or yes. or yes. whatever. Yeah. And uh, right, so uh, so I just think that you know, it, it's interesting that they, you know, he, I think that happens throughout the book, books and the movie too. You know, Dumbledore is always, you know, very very, uh, he he's got sources that that constantly oh he's always you know, one step ahead of everybody yeah pretty much right yeah. so so right he's getting little bits of info which is helping there was him. always speculation that he would use time turners ah uh, yeah right right time. exactly so you know? so that uh yeah so they you know so they they basically move this they move the stone to someplace under all these protections of all the different uh yeah. professors yeah and and then you know that's when harry at the end of it all is, is there and quirrell is there. Surprise, surprise, it's not Snape. You? No, it can't be. Snape, he he was the... (laughs) Yes, he does seem the type, doesn't he? Next to him, who would suspect? Poor stuttering Professor Quirrell. But but that day, during the Quidditch match, Snape tried to kill me. Mm, No, dear boy. I tried to kill you. And trust me, if Snape's cloak hadn't caught fire and broken my eye contact, I would have succeeded. Even with Snape muttering his little counter-curse. Snape was trying to save me. I knew you were a danger to me right from the off. Especially after Halloween. Then, then you let the troll in. Very good, Potter, yes. Snape, unfortunately, wasn't fooled. While everyone else was running about the dungeon, he went to the third floor to head me off. He, of course, never trusted me again. Yeah, because, I mean, through the entire, especially in the movie, they really push that Snape. 
sure. know, with with him. And I think that yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I don't know as well. I can't even he's... remember. It's been so long, and I know the story now, so it, you know, can't remember if that's is like much of a shock or surprise oh, in, yes, the, in the book in is. the book uh, yep. as it is in the uh, so um it is you know i, I mean I, I think a lot of it is just the way snape is just kind of brisk and and rough yes. with harry yes. uh so much and quarrel isn't really like that he's so meek and mild yes and yeah, although you start that. to suspect you know the defense against the dark arts teacher something's up with that guy that becomes a little bit of a trend so uh well yeah because in the in the book he doesn't wear the turban right away so yeah. Voldemort's not attached to him. Uh, right, Voldemort so there's this weird Voldemort, you know, yeah. thing on the back of his head. Like a parasite on the back <laughs> It's of not the tumor. <laughs> <laughs> it's not the... Uh, so, yeah, there's this very crazy thing with the uh, the back. Uh, there, he's in front of, is it the Mirror of Ezzered? Or, yep, or, or of he, he's next to, and, they, and he can see Voldemort there on the back of Coral's head. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, because uh, so, what happens is... is you know, you find out it's Quirrell, and Harry's yeah. shocked, and everyone's shocked that it's Quirrell. Um, of course, Quirrell doesn't have the stutter or nothing. He's very demanding yeah. and, you know, more vicious. Um, yeah. He wants Harry to look at the mirror and tell him where the stone is, and Harry looks, and the, and it's he sees himself, give himself a wink, and next thing he knows, he feels a heaviness in his pocket. And what happens is the stone appeared in Harry's pocket, so now Harry has the stone. Right. Um, yes. And you come to find out it's, that was Dumbledore's magic. How is it I got the stone, sir? One minute I was staring in the mirror and the next. Oh, you see, only a person who wanted to find the stone, find it, but not use it, would be able to get it. That the person seeking the stone and didn't want to use it could get the stone. Yeah, it's kind of like the uh, you know the One Ring a little bit. You know, <laughs> if you desire it too much, yeah, you're not going to get it. You're not it, gonna it, get it. Like like he says in the movie, he said, "Yeah, I think that was one of my better ideas or something like that." Yeah. You know? Yeah. So which which is really, I mean, it, it's 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 perfect in a way because then. You, you realize whoever would get it if they were trying to protect the stone doesn't really want it for themselves. They're just trying to protect the stone, yeah. Yeah. which would be somebody you'd, you'd be fine with you'd having, fine it having it and getting it. Yeah. But somebody who really wants it to do bad things, yeah. yeah. So yeah. Uh, so then there's a little tussle, uh, and and basically it turns out that, that uh, when uh, – I, I guess it's – does Quirrell touch Harry or Harry touches Quirrell? Harry touches Quirrell or whatever? Quirrell. Right, and, and, and Harry, because it he was... It burns him. Yeah, it burns, and, and it basically turns him to dust, and he well, dies. Yeah, that's the movie version, not the book version. There's two different... They're different endings. So what happens in the uh, in the book? It's In the it, book, Harry touches him and burns him. Oh, he burns, just and, burns and him? And Quirrell says, I, yes, Quirrell says, I can't touch him, I can't touch him. And it's hurting him that Voldemort leaves him. And when Voldemort leaves him... Quirrell dies. That way. Ah, okay. So he his little the little uh, essence of essence of yes. Voldemort. <laughs> yes. Buy it at your local uh, store. Essence of Voldemort. <laughs> uh, but when he leaves Quirrell in the in the book, he just he that, kill, that kills him on his own. Yeah, him, I, yeah. I, I guess I could see both. That both made sides. it more so Harry didn't kill. You know, cause, yeah, 
Well, I think it's interesting too because it, it and, and correct me if I'm wrong, but it never really comes up again because because uh, Dumbledore tells Harry later that it's because you know his mom saved him and and you know saved him with love and all this good stuff. Harry, do you know why Professor Quirrell couldn't bear to have you touch him? It was because of your mother. She sacrificed herself for you, and that kind of act leaves a mark. Oh no, this kind of mark cannot be seen. It lives in your very skin. What is it? Love, Harry. Love. And basically, you know, this this is what why Harry's touch killed Quirrell or or does what he does. Whether technically he... it kills it, it it burns Voldemort too because Voldemort can't touch him, and because Voldemort was in Quirrell, that's why it burned him. Yeah, but but doesn't doesn't later on Voldemort touch him in in number yeah in Goblet of Fire at the end because he has Harry's blood in him, so he has his mother's protection in Voldemort now. Yeah, I mean you can't get much more touched than if I've got your blood, yeah, or whatever. So that's why you can touch him there. Oh, okay, all right. So also that makes him a Horcrux and an anchor for Harry. So when Harry dies at the end, he doesn't truly die because Voldemort's still alive. Right. So it's so such good writing. <laughs> yeah, I love it, it. I love the story how it just weaves together. That she, it, it is. It is. It's it's it's, it's awesome. With the mom protecting Harry and causing her his blood to have that love in it, that's what saves him at the very end in the very last book. Yes. From dying. Yep. Yep. You know, seven books later, it happens. Yeah, so I mean that that's I guess a quick run through of the movie. I mean the plot of yeah, it. Yeah, I mean at the end. Oh no, let's let's talk about the very end. This is one of my favorites. Which is, which part of the very end? The very end. Oh well, not the very end. The uh, banquet, the goodbye banquet. Oh okay. Where yeah. Slytherin is in the lead, they're winning, and everyone thinks Slytherin had won. Gryffindor were you know because they lost so many points with those you know people being out of uh, out of bed. Harry and Ron, they lost fifty points each. Yeah, so they're, they're like at the bottom. They're, they're always, you know, they 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 always get these big losses and big gains and points. Yes. Yeah, <laughs> you know, they they goof up. Well, they don't really goof up, but it's because of all these crazy things they're doing. They lose yeah. points, yeah. but then but then they get points. Yeah, they get rewards for what they do. Yes, and, and Dumbledore is like, oh, you know, we got last minute points, and he winds up giving Hermione fifty points for her or her whatever I don't remember the exact words just her quick thinking her quick wit yeah um, and then she he gives 50 points to Ron for a great game of chess the best they've seen at Hogwarts in a while and they give Harry 60 points um, for what he did and then of course they're tied with Slytherin and then the best part is they give Neville Longbottom 10 points because he stood up to him you know you know it says it's easy to stand up to your enemies or it's hard enough to stand up to your enemies it's even harder to stand up to your friends ah right he did when they were about to go out and try to stop snape from getting the stone earlier right um and hermione put a walking curse on him a complete body walking curse i might have a few last minute points to award to miss hermione granger for the cool use of intellect while others were in grave peril. 50 points. Second, to Mr. Ronald Weasley, 
for the best played game of chess that Hogwarts has seen these many years. 50 points. And third, to Mr. Harry Potter for pure nerve and outstanding courage. I award Gryffindor House 60 points. We're tied with Slytherin. And finally, it takes a great deal of bravery to stand up to your enemies, but a great deal more to stand up to your friends. I award 10 points to Neville Longbottom. So he gets 10 points, which is great because in the books, Neville's, you know, he's just this, I mean, he's not that great of a character in the movie either. He's just kind of a, a lonely little, fat little boy. Um, really yeah, although he becomes, you know, pretty, pretty uh, oh, he helpful and, and very important later oh, yeah. on. Yeah. 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 So uh, in, in, yeah, but, but he winds up, so it's really nice that he is the one. He's the reason why they won. Yeah, they didn't just yeah. go, oh, you know, you're Harry Potter. You did great things. You just yeah. saved, uh, you know, you kept the philosopher's or sorcerer's stone yeah. away from the bad guy. Here, a million points for you. Yeah. Gryffindor wins. Yeah, all he had to do was give them 70 points, and they would have won. Right, You right. know, But instead, he saved, Dumbledore saved it and gave 10 points to Neville. And it was just a nice little Neville moment. And like you said, Neville becomes a – we find out Neville could have been Harry Potter, technically. You know, yeah, no, he's he's very key later, and, key. and 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 is key, right. you know, for for a lot of things. So uh, yeah, so yeah, no, it's you're right. That is a good scene. Yeah, it was good I too. Just, I just like I just like I like when the underdog gets recognition. Yeah, you yeah, know, and and well, you know, the, one of the things about these things for for the for the main three and for Neville and for for a bunch of others is this whole. You can see what the teachers, what Dumbledore is doing throughout it. They're they're building up these these uh, young people yeah. to be able to do what they're going to need to be able to do. Yes. You know, they, they need to give them the confidence, they're give them, them, yeah, give them the abilities, them. give them the confidence. They know what's coming. So they're constantly, constantly throughout all the other uh, books and movies, constantly. That's why I was saying about Snape, you yeah. know, he, he, he's always on Harry's case. He's always, you know, but it, but in a way it's, 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 he's protecting him. Yeah, he, he he's you know it's the typical. Yeah, I I know I'm being tough on you, but you need to be tough to be able to handle what's coming. Yeah. So so it's uh, yeah, I could be Mister Nice Guy, but you probably wouldn't be. You'd be better off if I wasn't, basically. Yeah. And and it all shows through in the very end, you know, which always gets me that you know, le, you know, at the end with Snape and everything. I don't want to say too much. We'll cover that sometime we'll cover that in the, in the future. Anyway. Yeah, but yeah. But no, I just think it's it's great that uh, of how they do that throughout all this. Yeah, you know. Yeah, but overall, I think this was a, a great adaptation of the book. Yeah, uh, well, it's one of my favorites. I love. I, I I've always loved the start of things. Mm -hmm. You know, I, I love the first Lord of the Rings movie oh, and the first Lord of the Rings book. Yeah. I, I just like the coming together. You're getting yep. to know everybody. The the introductions. The you know, and I I, th I think you know I've never really verbalized or said it much but i think one of the things i always like about the early parts of things is the middle is the middle because it has to be there and there's a lot of struggles they go through in the end sometimes 
is 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 both good and bad, you know, in a way because you're kind of saying goodbye to everything. But but it's also it's very hard to do a good ending. I mean, I think Harry yeah. Potter did it is one of the best ever, really, yeah. for books and movies. I mean, I think they, like you were just talking about, of how it all weaves together. I think it's great. That's but so uh, but I just love the start. I love seeing all these kids when they were younger. You know, they they did such a good job with that. Hey, I was going to ask, did they ever talk? Or have you ever heard talk of? I always thought. Why did they never film any of these movies like like except I guess they did the last one, but why didn't they ever do any kind of back to back filming at all? They did actually. One, they one did? and two one and two's back to back. Oh, they filmed them back to back? And they just uh, They're all it, technically back to back. Well, I'm just talking about like uh, you're talking about like like filming them all at once, like the Deathly Hallows, Lord of the Rings style, like like yeah. basically filming everything. Well, obviously they couldn't do everything. You know, because you you want these kids to get a little older, right? You needed some oh, yeah. time time to go yeah. by, but uh, I, you know they you know, the they, first the they first never two re- movies were shot back to back. Like they shot one and then they started the second one immediately after. So back to back, but not really concurrently. Not I mean, concurrent, they, yeah, okay. No. And then three was like I think they had like three months off because you can tell the kids look a little older in two. Then they look like they. Aged a ton. A lot by three, right? Yeah. Right. Which there's a little. It was only like six months. There's a little, right? But it's just hitting that right age, yes. you know. <laughs> yeah, it's hitting that right. Yeah, spot. That, that right little, yeah, hormones and and kick, yes. but uh, but yeah, yeah. I mean, it, you know, obviously, you know, unlike this, like Lord of the Rings, where everybody's supposed to be relatively still, you know, within the same oh, yeah, time. Oh, it all happens within a year. So yeah, yeah. So. uh so anyway, yeah, no, I just, I, it's just great. I'm just so glad we got to, you know, got to look at this and, and finally get together to, uh, oh, yeah, me too. Very to talk funny. about this. I mean, Harry, you know, Harry Potter. So, uh, I guess, you know, we can kind of wind it down and wrap up a little bit, but one thing I wanted to say at this point is, is, is what have you heard about like, like some new stories or something that she's doing? Yeah, they, they well, there was two. Are they just was- on Pottermore or? No, no, no. Well, there's a ton. If you guys are not, if you're huge Harry Potter fans and you're not on Pottermore, then you guys are missing out because there's huge amounts of stories on Pottermore, and they're amazing. Like, you, I mean, McGonagall's backstory. You find out she had this love. Of and her this life is all and... stuff written by J.K. Rowling. Oh yeah, yeah. Okay, all yeah, right. It's all. But I'm thinking of something more uh, traditional, published, or something like that. Uh, w- w- no, you're thinking it... of the Fantastic Beasts and Where to Find Them. Well, that, that, but I thought I heard another thing recently, because that, the Fantastic Beast thing, they're turning that into a movie trilogy. or a group of movies, right? Yeah, that's a trilogy. Yeah. But that and happened that, 50 what years is the before t- Potter. Right, that's, that's, that's way in the past. I mean, the obvious thing that I've always thought, just, you know, just like they did with Star Wars, is, to me, the thing that you would almost expect them to do sometime is to show the backstory. To, to show the, the, you know, Harry Potter's parents, you know, all the people, the, the, the people in uh, Hogwarts, yeah. you know, when they were younger, the early you know, days. You're, you, you're getting bits of that on Pottermore. Okay. And, uh, I, I mean, you get bits of it in the books themselves, too. You yeah. learn a lot, especially in some of the middle books about, oh, yeah. you know. Oh, and Lily and right, James right. and Sirius. It, oh, yeah. Yeah, you learn all that stuff. But, yeah. I mean, you know, you know, just like Star Wars did with the prequels, you know, I always thought, well, gosh, why don't they go back and, and, and do like a, you know, three or four movies of of showing that a little bit more in detail. But maybe, maybe they. J, J.K. would have to write the books. And that's sure, the thing. Is, sure, sure. You know, 
Yeah. She's 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 working on Pottermore, and that's where all this other material is coming from. Yeah. Um, well, I still think in about ten or fifteen, twenty years or something like that, she'll oh, do. Yeah. They'll do something with when they like reboot Harry Potter. Well, I wouldn't. I, I I think the obvious thing to do would be like kids that grew up with this, like my kids that grew up with it when they were young kids, where they could really identify with the characters in the movie. They were around that age mm-hmm. to do a you know in ten fifteen years to do another set of movies. You'd bring you know all our you know Harry, Ron, Hermione, and their kids and spouses and all that. And you would do a new series of movies, which would be about their kids, just like they're doing with Star Wars. Oh, I see. I just think that that would be the... Because you could use those actors in 10 or 15 years, they'd be older, and you would just do another series of, you know, adventures with their kids. Some new evil arises or whatever, and, and their new kids have to deal with it or something. It would, or need, the, to be, it would need to be something special. Oh, yeah. Well, obviously, you know, and stuff. But you don't I don't want to I, rehash the same, like, Voldemort's back again. Oh, no, 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 no. Please you don't know. Please do not do that. <laughs> I, I'm already a little bit tiny, tiny, even though I'm trying to avoid all spoilers. I'm just a little bit tiny, tiny concerned about Star Wars and just like, really? The Empire is still around? Really? Is that, or I don't know yet. Don't anybody tell me. I don't, don't want to know. I don't know anything either. But, I, but I, well, I mean, you did see the, you did finally see the little 88 second teaser, right? Oh, of course. I watched yeah. that, but that told me nothing. Yeah, well, there's stormtroopers there. They look like stormtroopers. So, yes, uh, yes. Maybe they're good stormtroopers. Maybe they work for <laughs> Princess Leia or something. I don't know. Yeah. But uh, but anyway, yeah, I, I don't know. We'll see what will happen. I mean, it's just a great world to... Uh, it's a to... great world, and I, I hope she does go back to it one day. Yeah, you know, yeah. She, when she, gets... she, she said that she'll probably never do another Harry Potter book, but that doesn't mean... You know, yeah, George Lucas do... said that too. You know, so uh... <laughs> yeah, but he's not doing it exactly. Well, you see the little rub there. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, well, you can, you can, you know, I, I, I would if I ever got a chance to talk to George, I said, yeah, you, you can play those little nuances, George. Yeah, you're not doing it, but, but yeah, someone else is. Okay, good. Yeah. Someone else is. Yeah, we're still getting more, hopefully, great stuff. You know, That's so. True. Uh, that's true. So yeah. anyway, uh, and, and the fact that he, George Lucas, constantly says, oh, no, I haven't even seen the teaser. I thought that for sure, we're really segueing off, but I thought for sure that, that he was supposed to be somewhat kind of involved in the movie. In no, this new... I thought he washed his hands of it. That's it. Completely? He, I he thought gave I... him a script that he had written. So he just handed ago. that little binder, supposedly, that he had. That's it. And and just said, okay, you guys go have fun with that. Yep. I mean, they didn't want to even, like, kind of occasionally, hands. like, you know, hey George, what do you think about this? Or, well, I don't know. Anyway, that's interesting. I I, I could never do that with a project that I that I lived and breathed. I, I don't do think that. for for that long of a period yeah. of time. I don't know. Maybe it became, uh, you know, maybe it's sort of a relief in a way for him, perhaps. But yeah. Uh, well, yeah, because George has said he's super excited to see this movie because this is gonna be the first Star Wars movie that he gets to see. He knows nothing about. Yeah. Yeah, well, I hope he's happy with it. <laughs> and maybe there's an escape clause in that contract or whatever with Disney. Yeah. If, but anyway, yeah, this has been uh, a lot of fun. I don't know. Is there any any last uh, things, your little bits that you want that we didn't? I'm flipping through your uh, your. Oh yeah, I was looking note. through my behind the scenes. Um, yeah, yeah. Anything here we wanted to say? So uh, we talked about the CG. Well, you know, there's a, there's a, I read that J.K. Rowling was actually, she revealed on her website that she was considered to play Lily Potter. Oh, yeah. I heard about that. I think would have been awesome. It would have been kind of cool. It would have been, it would have been been cool. cool. It would have been very cool. But then again, Lily is in pretty, is in quite a bit of the movie. You know, not a huge role, but she definitely 
Her oh, here's something I just really I noticed, and I thought this was true. I thought I'd heard this before, but all the food you see and all the big feasts that they have, oh, it's, yeah. all, it's all real. It was real in the first movie only. Oh, yeah, well, we're talking about that one, but yeah. But, uh, yeah, yeah cause, oh, that's true. Yeah, you're right. It was all real because, I mean, it continues to go, unfortunately, filming under the hot uh, stage lights for hours at a time quickly causes the film to develop an unpleasant odor. Despite the meat being changed every two days and the vegetables, oh, that's day. just—it's just crazy to think about. I—I I mean, I, <laughs> I hope some of that food got eaten by somebody and it wasn't just all wasted. I mean, I like the authentic nature yeah. of it all, but I—I I, I do have a little, you know, yeah. part of me is like really. Well, that... I mean, it says for the following film, samples of real food were frozen so that molds could be made of them and uh, these cast in resin. Yeah, yeah. Uh, don't don't eat that apple. No. no was, don't, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> ow. Ow. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, here's another little thing I thought that was really cool. In the film, Harry's scar on his forehead is off-center. This yes. was actually a request by J.K. Because all the artwork that was done for the covers of the book, Harry Potter's scar is right in the center. So everyone always assumed it was a center. But she's like, I never wrote that in the book. She never wrote where his scar was. Honestly. Yeah, that other and, than and, on his forehead, and I, rem- I I remember noticing that by by both the artwork in the books and yeah. what I saw in the movie, and for a while it kind of like wow that that's weird to me. Why why is it? Oh, I I think I like it better. To me, in the very center of his forehead, just seems kind of funny looking. Seems odd, yes. Well, it just it, I think it, I think it looks like uh, like he's wearing a crown or something almost. <laughs> like it just I like it off center. I yes. like that. But it's interesting to me that she never really specified that in all the books, that there's nope. no nowhere, you know, like, you know, she just uses some offhand phrase like, Harry brushed the, the scar, you know, off to the, the side of his side forehead of or yeah, on, yeah. on the left side. Yeah, exactly. On the, yeah. on the whatever, that she never actually throws a line in any in any yeah. of the books. She's never mentioned, you know, so she was happy when she was able to correct it. It's funny movies. to me that whoever ended up doing the art, did they even asked did they just assume or or, you know you know to me he's got a scar on his forehead would you immediately think oh it's in the very center of his forehead you know if no one was telling you differently i don't know interesting Uh, yeah that's yeah i don't know but yeah you're right because i always question why it was in the middle in the middle on all the artwork yeah i remember that especially when i saw this first movie when when you you know the the, when you see it in the movie and it's like where it isn't in the art and i said oh that's why is that like that that's uh maybe they just thought it looked better for the movie and i'm like ah and then i just kind of went on with it i I was just yeah uh, yeah yep 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 little thing yeah no it's a great movie great uh great start to the series i mean just it has all the elements in there everybody comes together and and it's just it's just so well well put together looks great still holds up well you know i mean there there's uh i mean it's not that old at this point in time i mean it's it's uh it you know it's not like it's and and i think the technology you know you got to a certain point with movies where i think these movies it you know from now on will age pretty well for a while oh, I it's, think so it, you know we part. we've we've they made a pretty huge leap in movies around you know in the last 10 15 years and what what they can do with computers obviously you know all this yeah so uh so i think these movies you know it's not like back in the days of buck rogers and spaceships hanging from strings that that won't look good in you know 20 30 years or whatever True. but uh yeah 
Yeah, it's great. Oh, we didn't, you know, there's a lot of stuff, obviously, everybody listening that we didn't talk about. I mean, the, the great music by John Williams. Oh, I mean, the amazing music. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's, it's, and he did, he did every one, right? I think. No, he did not. He only did the first. Oh, he just did the set the theme? Okay. Yeah. Maybe yeah. I just think about that theme being in all the Hed- movies. Hedwig's theme is the, the main theme. And yes, that's in every movie. Yeah. Yeah, you're right. I knew that because I have a couple of the other soundtracks. That's right. Yeah. 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 So, um, so yeah, we're going to do this again. We'll cover, uh, cover a movie every Chamber few months or something. Chamber of Secrets is next. Yep. Can't wait what, for So one. which one, if you had to pick a favorite uh, of, of all the movie books, or, or I don't know if you have a different movie versus it's book. It's so hard. I know. Well, I never, I'm, I'm not good at this. I don't really like, for a long time for me, I'll, I'll just start off. Um, for a long time for me, it was Goblet of Fire. I just really like that book a lot and the yeah. movie. Although I have to say that was probably the movie I was kind of disappointed in the most, just because I think we we talked about it earlier. They 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 had to cut out a lot of it. Um, but uh, and of course the last the last books and or the last book and the and the last two movies were were great. I mean I, yeah. I love them all. I mean yeah, it's, it's, it's hard. It's to hard. Pick a it is favorite. I think for me the my favorite book would probably be Prisoner of Azkaban. Oh yeah, okay. I love the time travel. Yeah, it's I it's a it's a really it. cool book, and it's a really cool movie too. I'd say that movie is kind of one. Oh, of the, yeah. it's very different. I mean, a well, lot of that's the director too. You know, it was yeah. um, um, Alfonso Caron, who's the the director of. Three. Yeah, I, I liked and it. I, I like the change style. in style. Yeah, oh, yeah, because that's how I imagined Hogwarts was more like what he saw. Yeah, and that brings in it brings in a lot of uh, new stuff to the to the whole uh, series, and yeah. you know, new characters. But new I just things. I like I like three just for the story. I love the whole time travel. I love the way that we see everything from one perspective, and then we see it again later in the book from a different. Sure, perspective. yeah. Time time travel is always fun, but I know what you mean. Yeah, with the I time like, turner, and, you yeah. know. And I I, just, I don't know. There was just something about that movie that really clicked yeah. with me. But other than that, Goblet of Fire, the book, movie, like you said, was kind of disappointing. Especially the maze at the end, because I loved all the stuff in the maze in the book. But um, you know, it's the return of Voldemort. And the battle at the end is really cool. Yeah, yeah I mean, God, there's, there's good about all of them. I can say yeah. good things about. It's hard to believe that really it was just a you know like a ten year span of books, mm-hmm. and, and that that came out uh, that you know it just seems like for for so long it was like. You know, everybody, this is, you know, was the thing. Every couple of years, people were talking about it, you know, a new book, yep. new movie, new book, new movie, blah, 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 blah. And then it just, it's yes. over for now, at least, I guess, basically. Yep. But um, but we can still enjoy it. You can. You can. And you can still go to Pottermore. There's yep, go to Pottermore if you want. Like like Kenny said, you know, you can check out some, some new stories so there. Good. Fire up the movies again, read the books again, or listen to them on audio or yep. whatever. I mean, it's 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 really great. Um yeah, great it, stuff. It, it's not going to die anytime soon. No, no, it's just. I mean, it's you know, it's it's. It's a, like Star Wars. It'll be with us for quite a while. Yeah, it's it's great, and I I love the fact that it's it's you know was a very you know the one of the greatest things I just enjoyed was the fact that it appealed to kids. It got my kids you know pretty into reading, probably more reading. than they. Yeah. I mean, they were they would, but I mean, I think they you know this really helped a lot. I remember a couple of times. With the books, we had to buy like a couple of copies. <laughs> it was like, <laughs> all right, I want it. No, I want it, you know, yeah. or whatever. So, uh, yeah, or you couldn't, like, you want to read it again or whatever. You couldn't find one. And, oh, we'll just go buy, you know. Yeah. You know, even before you, you're a lot of, you know, so many books were just on, um, you know, all these, um, you know, iPads and Kindles and things. Mm-hmm. But, uh, well, yep. Kenny, this was great. 
thanks uh thanks for uh for jumping in and doing this i yeah i know we talked about doing it for a while but you know now we're doing it we're doing it finally happened yeah now that we got the ball rolling so we're definitely gonna set oh yeah yeah this was this was a blast it was was a blast i want to just basically you know just sit down and just like you did with the books i just want to sit down and uh Watch all the movies again, read the books again, do more so podcasts, but yeah, we'll yeah, space definitely. them out a few months or something apart or something like that. Oh, definitely, like that. yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah so we, def- have, so we have, you know, we have eight, eight movies. We so. can kind of savor them a little bit now, now that, you know, it's uh, it's yeah. kind of like going back to, uh, you know, some place that you really like to visit or whatever. And, uh, yeah. Kind of like Vasquez what, rocks for you, right? <laughs> that's right. <laughs> I think once we're done with, uh, with Harry Potter, we should actually get a group and maybe do like a Star Wars one or... Uh, you know. Ooh, really good into it uh, rather than just, you know, yeah. Yeah, that. just get like four or five Trucks and Sci-Fi people and yeah. sit around and just do yeah. like a roundtable on Star Wars, the original, New Hope. Yeah, that that would be fun. Get be get fun. somebody, get some of the people from Anomaly. Get a couple. Yeah, yeah, yep. yep. Or Lord of the Rings would be another good one. Uh, we could do. Yeah, you know, I tried. I think like oh, I don't know how long ago it was. Now it's been a few years at least. I tried yeah. to do Lord of the Rings. I think I did Fellowship of the Ring, and I mm-hmm. just kind of there's so much in those that it's yeah. just it's just very daunting, especially doing it on your own. Oh but, no, I hear you. That's why I'm saying, yeah, it's much easier if we have a yeah, yeah. That's a good a idea. Yeah, it's, that's a great idea. We'll have to we'll have to hash that out, talk about that, and uh, and figure something out. But thanks everyone for listening. Uh, Kenny yeah, and I will we'll, we'll definitely be back. be back. We'll be yeah, back with sure. Chamber of Secrets uh, mm. sooner than we know. <laughs> so, <laughs> thanks a lot, Kenny. All right, talk to you later. Thank you.